You watching me glow, you watching me go I'm all in my zone, I'm holding my own I'm feeling like Bane, I'm breaking your bones I am a blur, black and a nerd So this is my own, this is my zone And this is a show you already know like My grand blur, YouTube blur Everything I do so blur Bet you wish you so blur Cosplay blur All day blur Everything I do so blur Bet you wish you so blur Bet you wish you so blur Talking about what we heard Talking about what we seen All through the eyes of a blur Everything that we do urge Flying like a super person Plus I got super friends We be teaming up early Welcome to Blur Vision your home of the blur vision. Can I take your order? <laughs> I'm trying to get it. That was a terrible. Who, who are you, Yoda? No, man, that's pretty wise. No, that's Yoda. What? Me? No, I was about to do charge out. Racist. Welcome to blur vision. Movies, TV, or news. Wait, that's definitely. Well, when I'm doing the voice, I can't Yoda. remember the fucking. <laughs> that's definitely Yoda. What? Do or do not. There is no try. There is no try. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> really close. <laughs> all right. Welcome to Blur Vision, your window into the world of all things geek, movies, TV, or news. We talk about it every week. Pennywise, it's your boy Jordan Whip. Pennywise is a little is like higher. Well, he goes down and high. Pop, 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 pop. But he also goes low, like this. But then he goes high. But he's not that low. He's like down here. That's the same voice. No, <laughs> You're right, it is. We're terrible at voices. That's what it boils down to. Or maybe Yoda and Pennywise are the same person. Spoilers. It could be. Welcome to Blur Vision. I'm your host, Jordan. I'm here with... Michael. <laughs> that was our terrible attempt at a Pennywise-specific intro, but whatever. That was your terrible attempt. <laughs> whatever. This week, we're talking about It Chapter 2. Are you ready, Michael? And this is our review. Two. <laughs> well, I already rhymed. Shut up. <laughs> I was trying to keep it going. But yeah, man, after the critically acclaimed fan favorite movie of last year, right? It was only a year ago. No, it was 2017. Oh my God. I'm so old. <laughs> but two years ago, the world was taken by storm by the reinvention of Pennywise. Instead of it being... Uh, Tim Curry back in the day, we got Bill Skarsgård, and the, the world fucking loved his interpretation, so much so that even though it was a freaking uh, rated R movie, theaters were packed, it broke all kinds of records, even this, like, I saw this movie, uh, Chapter 2, uh, a matinee, and even the, a matinee on Friday, and it was still packed. I saw a pre-screening, so it was... Oh, fancy, yeah. <laughs> I know, you're not tired. Nobody <laughs> invited me. I just I just got to go. <laughs> I don't get emails. Oh, hey, you're going to be a pre-screening, Blade Vision. You had to stand in line. I had to stand in line. <laughs> well, be that as it may, did... I assume your screening was also packed since it was a pre-screening. Yes. Okay. So even now, even though it's not even Halloween, we're... Everybody's we're... Right. What are you guys in line for? We're in line to see it. What is that? You mean the clown movie? Yes. <laughs> I mean, that just goes to show you, even now, man, like, it really took the world by storm. It became, that movie, because I don't think Pennywise was part of the upper echelon of, like, horror movie monsters, but no. I think that movie, I don't like, think so. yeah, it made him, like, iconic to the point where now he's, he's as well-known, or if not more popular than characters like Freddy Krueger or Jason Voorhees. Yeah. Yeah. But it's also because it's, uh, people have short memories, 
Basically, True. And this is what's in the culture of zeitgeist right now. Nobody's doing Friday the 13th movies or anything like that. I mean, with the exception of like Halloween, that's that maybe Michael Myers is coming back. But. True, true. But even with, yeah, that's a good point though. Even with the Halloween movie, I don't think Michael Myers is as, he's even he's even as popular as Pennywise is. Yeah, well, yeah, because no, I'm, well, no, like, yeah. well, no, I'm also thinking, yeah, because but the movie did better though. True, it did, it did. Yeah. But I think that's why. <laughs> yeah. But with that being said, you know how sequels do. Was this movie? Did it elevate from the source material? Because even before I was talking about that, I, I saw the uh, original TV version of it, part one and part two, and part two was definitely weaker than part one in the original I've heard, version. I've heard a lot of people say that. I yeah. didn't see the original TV version. I've seen clips, and I guess looking at it through today's eyes, I oh, was it's like, terrible. yeah, this looks terrible. Like but, I'm not going to go back and watch this. <laughs> by today's standards, both part one and part two of the old versions are terrible. But even then, I would still say the part one is still more iconic. Because you have the kids, like the Stand By Me type of vibe. Like if I had to judge, if I like Tim Curry or Bill Skarsgård, of course I'm definitely Bill, Bill Skarsgård. Yeah. <laughs> uh huh, uh huh, uh huh. That's not scary. Yeah, even that laugh, like that's the Tim terrible. Curry laugh. <laughs> beep, beep, Richie. Oh, that shit was stupid. But you know how they do with sequels. So let's fingers crossed that this is a Spider-Man two and not a Amazing Spider-Man two. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But that's not all we're talking about this week. We also have uh, news of the week, and which I don't have ready yet. Oh, you're preparing <laughs> it right now. Uh, but we have anime talk. Did you watch Demon Slayer and Doctor Stone this week? Yes. We okay. have to talk about two episodes because remember we didn't record last week. Yes. <laughs> it's so funny. Last the week before last week in our last episode, the episode ends with us going like, "All right, next week, let's do some catch up next week," and then next week, eh, it's Labor Day. Fuck it. <laughs> But to be fair, we did say, that was like, oh, well, we got nothing really to talk about next week. But the next week for it, oh boy. So here we are. <laughs> what is that? My Pennywise face. That's your Pennywise, oh, the monster teeth? Yes. Woo! Yeah, when we get into some spoilers for chapter two, if you like the gruesome kills of chapter one, oh boy. <laughs> oh yeah, they definitely kicked it up a notch. Yeah, they're like, well, let's, 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 let's. They said this movie is specifically for Michael. This was his complaint about the first one. Not enough Not child enough. killing. Yes. <laughs> we need to double down on child murder for Michael. Just specifically. <laughs> well, let's see if that, uh, them. If that made the movie better for Yeah, me. exactly. <laughs> I'm really curious to see what your thoughts are on this because. We'll talk about it. I have, I have some thoughts. <laughs> all right, before we get into all that, we do have iTunes review. Not reviews, just one. But this is our 270th review, so it's a big one. Um, and it's from our old... It's from our old pal, YoungJG19. Which I'm, just, I'm, not, I'm not clear how this is 270, since I think he's reviewed us before. Interesting. Well, doesn't it count even for a re-review? No. Oh, okay. It overwrites it. So maybe his old review got overwritten for like a while back, and this is like now bringing his review back. I don't know. You know how iTunes do. It's ridiculous. But anyway, Young Jay Jean says, uh, it's a five-star review. My first time, and no, I don't mean, I'm going to assume he made a sex joke there, but I can't tell. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> yeah. Hello, Blur Vision. I hope you both had a nice week. About two weeks ago, I finished reading my first comic book series. I read it online, and it took me at least a month to finish. It was The Boys. Oh, shit. No spoilers. That was his first comic book series? Yeah, word. <laughs> Interesting comic book series to finish first. 
I wonder what made you choose that one as the first. It had to be because of the movie. I mean, yeah, the movie, yeah, the I mean, series. Yeah. Um, I don't have an Amazon Prime, so I decided to just read it. Oh, so he never even saw the series? That's interesting. So then back to my question. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I have to say that it was a bloody brilliant... Oh, that was bloody brilliant and kept me captured every issue. From what I've seen from all the trailers and from listening... From listening to your review, I have to say that I don't think the show lives up to the comic. Oh, shit. But you didn't point a reference, though. You didn't see it. Because then we give it perfect vision? Yeah. Yeah, so how do you know? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Michael, I know you've been thinking about reading it, and I suggest you do. Jordan, I know you want to avoid spoilers, and that's fine. Thank you for the podcast, and have a good week. Oh, thanks, young J. Gene. Um, I would recommend, especially since you finished... The comic? I would love to hear what you think about the series now, season one. Oh, he doesn't have Amazon Prime, though. I mean, well, there are, there are, there are ways. other ways. Yeah. <laughs> Yar, horror, fiddly being a pirate is totally free. <laughs> so yeah, I'll point you in some direction of some torrents, or if you just Google watch the boys free, probably on Bing, though, because Google's been cracking down on their, uh, their torrent searches and, and free like links to things. Have you noticed have, that? Have that? I don't. Oh yeah, you don't do that. I don't do that. Huh? Yeah, I, have but, a, I have a fire stick. Yeah, the, the days of the old wild west of the internet is slowly coming to the end. I have to assume it's because of those uh, internet laws they've been passing. You know what I'm talking I, about? I have no idea what you're talking about. What laws? Didn't they crack down in Europe on like internet laws of like copyright and stuff? Hi, and, Jordan. I'm from New Jersey. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I, I don't know. I'm just saying. I think that's the reason why it's. They're slow. They're, they're tightening the reins on pirated stuff that's very easy to find online. So now it's slightly harder to find. Hence why I said use Bing rather than Google, <laughs> because no one uses Bing, <laughs> so they're not monitoring that. <laughs> but thanks again for the review, young JG. And before we get into uh, it, chapter two review, let's get into emails. Here's the mail, it never fails It makes me want to wag my tail When it comes, I want to wail First email comes from New York Rap Revival Uh, Subject is, why can't anime be adapted? Yo homies, so I recently watched the full metal Netflix movie Trash as fuck It makes me wonder, why can't Hollywood adapt What? uh, Full metal, full metal alchemist Uh, Did you watch that on Netflix? Uh, yeah, I think so. It was, I didn't, I don't, I, I, I can picture it in my head, but I don't remember how it ended. I don't either. I think they made up the ending because they changed things for the anime. But yeah, it wasn't, they, they adapted what they could, but in terms of like a, you know, an authentic and, you know, a great adaptation, it's not that either, but it's not terrible. It's, not, it's no Death Note, I'll say that. <laughs> but at least they tried. They at least tried to keep some things accurate. So it makes me wonder, why can't Hollywood adapt, adapt anime? Either they're Whitewash, Ghost in the Shell, DBZ Death Note, or look super cheap, Bleach, Attack on Titan, Full Metal. Well, right there, the things you listed, the Whitewash ones are all American adaptations, and the cheap ones are the Japanese adaptations. So the, the Japanese adaptations try to be more accurate, but they just look terrible. <laughs> mm-hmm. For whatever, again, I don't understand why Japan doesn't have amazing CGI in their live action movies. Because yet, when it comes to video games and other things, their CGI is like cutting edge. So, whatever. Uh, it makes me wonder 
Are anime storytelling and action too complex to adapt into live action? The same would have been said about superhero films more than a decade ago, a decade ago, and the boom happened. I would love to have anime get the love the MCU has. What do you guys think? I think uh, you kind of answered your own question. It is that these things are too long and too complex to be adapted into a single movie. But yeah, I think, that's what I'm saying. I think it's season. way too complex for like think about. Granted, it's not like Avatar. It's not like anime, anime, but it's the closest thing we have. Like think about the one movie for Avatar. Granted, the movie was terrible, but then also just think of how condensed the story was. Part of it's terrible because of that. Yeah. Yeah. How he had to go from not knowing. Well, no, the first movie ended with the fight at the end of the. Uh, when he turned it to the giant fish. Yeah, they tried like, to end it at the end of season one. That was way too much happening yeah. all in all in a. Well, it wasn't even a two and a half hour movie. It was like an hour and a half. Yep. That's way too short yeah. to adapt all of season one. Yeah. If anything, it should have been a ser- like a live action movie, a live action series. Agreed. Which, which they are doing. Which they are doing. Which, <laughs> yeah. But you haven't heard anything about it. Yeah. So who knows? <laughs> but I mean, yeah, especially anime, like for trying to. D- distill so much of like a Death Note or a Dragon Ball Z into a single movie it's just not doable and I think the MCU works because they they have the luxury of taking their time where they can tell this long sprawling story over like 20 movies with individual characters you ain't getting that from anime adaptation but I think it's something that would need to be done for it to be an accurate adaptation of the source material um, thank you for your email though uh, the next review, I mean, the next email comes from Elliot Clark, the Superman slash Batman problem. Hey dudes, big fan of the podcast as a writer by trade and pop culture fan. I love you guys humor and your weird sexual tension. Wait, what? <laughs> Good for you boys. I, I tell him, all, I tell him that all the time. <laughs> Is that what you're interpreting with this? <laughs> uh, anywho, as I'm, I, I'm not trans though. So Jordy doesn't want me. Yeah, it's gross. <laughs> Anyway, I, mean, I have boobs. Yeah. <laughs> Anywho, as I am, uh, as I was watching the final episodes of Young Justice, I had an epiphany. Oh, so they ended the season? Because I haven't watched they it. Have, they, they have ended the season and I didn't see it. <laughs> okay. Well, now that it's over, now we can catch up and just review the block of it that we didn't talk about. I think it's only like, what, maybe two or three episodes? Yeah. So that's, a, that's pretty good. Um, anywho, as I was watching the final episodes of Young Justice, I had an epiphany. A big problem with... Uh, with the DC films is Batman and Superman. Hear me out. The DC universe is built around these two me- oh, these two mega icons, but you have over 80 years of stories to show why why they're important to their universe. To build a movie universe in one f- in one film to tell that story is way more difficult. It took 10 years to do that with Iron Man, and at the start of the MCU, he wasn't looked at as the mega star character he is now. So he's basically saying exactly what we just talked about with the anime adaptations. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, there's I'm, no time <laughs> but Elliot there's no time uh, I feel like DC should do films that have their influence before introducing them uh, like do a Legion of Superheroes film and show how the idea of Superman inspire a generation of heroes like a Brainiac 5 or Satin Girl or even do an Outsiders film with characters like Black Lightning and Katana uh, where they are a covert team that works for the legend Batman Build a myth of these characters without showing them in a few films so when they do finally arrive, it's kind of like a Goku oh shit moment that makes you excited. Let me know what you guys think. Uh, always tuning in. Or something like Shazam where you have to see what Superman meant to like Freddy. Yeah. 
That's a good point. Yeah, that's exactly what Shazam was kind of doing with uh, their world building. You know, we didn't get to see <laughs> no, Henry no, Cavill, no Henry which Cavill. <laughs> But I mean, I, I love this idea. I think that makes a lot... And to your point, like Shazam doing that did kind of help build that world out. So doing it like this, where you get uh, other superheroes at, like idolizing the iconic Batman and Superman characters and then have them show back up like a, we need help. Who's going to help us? And then they show up in like a Justice League 2 or something. Yeah. That'd be amazing. Agreed? I just said that. Okay, well, <laughs> I thought you were going to elaborate. <laughs> um, let's see. Our next email comes from Xavier Sutton. Hello again. I've been thinking more about the Spider-Man leaving the MCU thing. First of all, I don't think he'll be gone forever. I think that will happen. We hope. <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's hope. I think what will happen is that Sony is going to make Spider-Man 3 with Tom Holland by themselves, and then they're going to make a deal with Disney to have him back and everyone is happy. You just explained like, the most ideali- idealistic version of this story. We hope. <laughs> yeah, this is what we hope is going to happen. Um... The only thing I will say that gets me somewhat excited about a solo Spider-Man movie outside of the MCU is my biggest complaint about Spider-Man within the MCU is they try to make him too much Tony Stark Jr. Even to the point that I saw an interview with Tom Holland was like, oh yeah, Tony Stark made Spider-Man's web shooters. And I'm like, no! Wait, what? That's yeah. not even how it worked in the fucking co- in the canon. But that's what he said in, the, in an interview. He was oh, like, Tom. my suit came from uh, Tony Stark, my web shooters came from Tony Stark. Oh, I mean, maybe that's true. Maybe he means the version that's in the Homecoming. And no, Far From I don't Home like suits. it. <laughs> but that just makes sense. The suits came with I don't the built care. in. I don't like it. What? <laughs> I mean, it happened in the comics too, though, when he made the Iron Spider suit. Yes, but how many? How, how long ago was that into Spider-Man's history? I'm just saying, it makes sense. Like, how how the fuck is a high school kid gonna make something as ridiculous as a web shooter? Like, not only functional, but but the price point can be like it's doable. Easily, that's what made it's not easily. Yes, <laughs> a high tension. That's like, what made wire. P- that's what made Peter Parker so different. Like different is that he was able to take a bunch of junk and make it into something, make it into something highly functional. Yeah, you can do that once or twice, but like when you need repairs and stuff, it costs money. That's <laughs> what the junk is for. <laughs> you find you go dumpster diving, Jordan. It's so unrealistic, though. <laughs> In a world where fucking a guy has a magical hammer, it comes from a, a space world called Asgard. Yeah, but that's magic. This is science. <laughs> well, this is magic science. <laughs> magic science. They're both one and the same. Uh, let's see. He goes on to say, until Disney gets greedy again. Oh, wait, what? Oh, until Disney gets greedy again. And secondly, maybe Spider-Man leaving for a while could be a good thing. And Far From Home, I didn't feel like he was truly Spider-Man. He still felt like, well, here you go, Iron Man Jr. Even though I still like the movie, I don't think it was the best Spider-Man movie like a lot of people are saying. Also, the fact that Mysterio was so connected to Tony's story, so maybe with good writers and a good director, it could be a good thing. That's my prediction slash my thoughts about all of this. Do you agree or disagree? Also, the long, the long I sit with like Far From Home, I'm like, okay, so he had Edith. He put Edith on... When he was in the little pub, that yeah. that that he, why was that his mas- mask off? <laughs> well, not even that, but why didn't uh, Edith go? I sense holograms in the room, or oh, hey, from he she, yeah, I saw that. <laughs> Edith, Edith, transfer my uh, transfer this program, or I give you full, or I give well, to Quentin Beck space, full access to Quentin Beck. Quentin Beck, former employee of Tony Stark. Like, like what? <laughs> yeah, it's it's a good point. There's a lot of weird plot holes in Far From Home that yeah with 
I remember when it first came out, I was like, eh, I don't know if this is better than Spider-Man 2 or not. Again, I want to rewatch Spider-Man 2 just to kind of re-solidify how I feel about that movie in my head. But I just feel like the farther we get away from Far From Home, the more those issues of the movie are what stand out to me more than like the, oh, the, the cool Mysterio illusion scene or, or oh, the, the cool moment at the end where his web shooters don't work and he has to fight all those drones with the spider That's why I'm like, from now on, all movies need to run, run themselves through uh, honest trailers. <laughs> for any type of plot holes or anything like that yeah. before they make the movie. I mean, to be honest, I don't believe that these issues just aren't thought about. There's so many people that watch these movies like before they go out, so many people that review them or like going through the coverage of these films. You, it's just because you get to the point you where also, like, but you say eh, that, who but cares? You say that, but you could also say that about like, for example, like commercials that come out that are, that are blatantly like racist where they have like the black woman in like a shower and she washes her face or whatever and she becomes a white woman and it's like there's a lot of people there's a lot of eyes that were on this thing and nobody was like eh, I don't know if that the optics of this look right and, and maybe there are people saying those things but once that 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 ball starts moving it's so hard to be like maybe we should change this entire sequence because it doesn't make sense when you're like in production it's gonna be like no it, it's it makes sense enough people aren't gonna think about it that much but then when the movie comes out sometimes they underestimate what people are actually thinking about it and they're like no that's making fucking sense it's like fuck <laughs> they did care i think that's what's happening more often than people just aren't seeing it and i'm only saying that because from my own experience with like power Rangers and worthy there are things that when we're in production it's like huh you know, I didn't really think about that. How does that really make sense? Well, too late now. <laughs> Might as well just go with it. <laughs> Hopefully people don't talk about it. Yeah, but that's different in terms of like, you don't have a budget to go back and, you know, reshoot and do all this other stuff as opposed to like a multi-billion dollar corporation that no, does. No, it's, it's, it's harder for the big corporations to go back and redo things in some like a small independent group because I don't have as many like, like, uh, uh, not balls of tape, what's the word? I don't have as much like red tape to get through because then you have to get approval from your producers and there's a schedule guy to stick to. And there's so many moving pieces when you're in a big Holly production that you can't go back and like, let's just film this one thing over. Cause I, cause this one person thinks it might, it might be racist. You know what I mean? I think it's stuff like that. That might be happening more often than not, but I don't know. I'm just guessing. Fuck uh, the police. <laughs> okay. As NWA said. Uh, Xavier finishes off by saying, I also have a Power Rangers question. Oh, well, there you go. Which character from Unworthy has been the most challenging to write about? That's all I have to say. Stay nerdy, my blurdy. Uh, the most challenging. I mean, I've said in my stories, I did a recent questionnaire about um, things for episode three. I answered a question of what's the most fun character to write for, and I, I said the Arbiter, the villain. I think it also is the most difficult because I want it, to. It's fun to write a villain, but it's also challenging to write a compelling villain. Like everything he has to say has to allude to something else to create intrigue. I'm always questioning: is is this line badass enough? Is this line mysterious enough? Is he gay enough? Is he gay enough? <laughs> how does this tie? How is this gonna tie in? Because so, it really, in my, especially in Unworthy, the villains is what, and I think in most stories, the villain ideally is what's pushing the story forward. It's your most active character. Um, and it's the, the heroes that react to your active villain. So I'm always questioning how, how his writing will be interpreted by the people, by the audience. And also, I'm always thinking about where his character is going and what the things he says will allude to things that happen in the future of the series. There's a lot of foreshadowing things he says that 
will become more apparent uh, later on in the series when things more things are revealed about him. So it's fun to write for him, but it's also very challenging because it, I think it requires the most forethought. Does that make sense? I want more gay. Okay, well. More, more Rainbow Rangers. <laughs> there was literally a whole, <laughs> you know much hate I got for the lesbian relationship in that series? <laughs> exactly. And what did you do? You killed the fucking Green Ranger. Well, that was already before and I got the hate for it, but <laughs> that wasn't part of it. You are the problem, Jordan. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm also the person that made it in the first place. But you killed the gay. You, it's, you, you fucking, what, what's the word I'm trying to, you punished, you punished gay sex. Is that what I did? Yes, you did. <laughs> I thought I was empowering the like uh, you, gay relationship in the story. Are you though? Because they did. She did die. She dies after but, the kiss. But it's like it's like Simba. Just like spoilers. Just like an it. Oh my god. But it's like Simba with kill the gays. <laughs> we are one. You're a Nazi, die. Jordan. You're a Nazi, just like Jojo Rabbit. Wow. <laughs> She's gonna live on through the Pink Ranger. Don't worry about it. If she's dead, she, she might not really be dead. She lives in you. Hey, yeah. yeah. Hey, hey, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, speaking of gay characters being so killed off. what you're saying off, is... Oh, wait. Is that the end of the email, though? So what you're saying is Tommy came inside the Pink Ranger's mouth, and so her cum juices are living on in Kimberly. I didn't say that at all. <laughs> what? she's going to live on in the Pink Ranger. Shout out to any uh, artists out there who do like, um, like adult artwork. Cause I am so serious. I'm so serious that I want a fucking porn parody of Unworthy. I want a dojin of Power Rangers Unworthy. Make it happen, internet. <laughs> I mean, there are a lot of porn parodies. Yeah. Out there, so. And I want for my series. <laughs> make, make a couple phone calls. You are the blurred vision. That's how I know we've made it when there's porn of our characters. <laughs> All right. Um, but before we get into talking about gay characters in, in It Chapter 2, we got a couple more emails. Starting with Khalif Topping. He says, Damian Wayne and Jason Todd in Young Justice. Hey guys, I remember you two were talking about if Damian Wayne was on Young Justice. He and Jason Todd are with Talia Al Ghul with the League of Shadows. This was in earlier this season. Hopefully, the little asshole will be in another time jump next season. Wait, what? And he says, Pictures. Hold on. You remember this? Oh, yeah, I do remember that. And you remember this? Yeah, I remember that now. Wow, I didn't even think about that. Fuck you, Jason. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, he's brainwashed. Remember, he first came back in the Lazarus Pit. Oh, right. But that was never a thing in the comic, right? He was never, like, part of the League of Shadows for a while. Didn't he just run away? He ran away, yeah. Which is weird. Like, there's all these ninjas. He's just like, oh, he got away. <laughs> it's like, you're not going to chase him? Nah, he's well, He's a ninja, too. He's just trained by Batman. <laughs> but he's like a fucked up ninja. <laughs> like, it should be easy to catch him. But anyway. He's not that fucked up. <laughs> um, Do we have any emails? Let's go through my list. Okay, we got one. Oh, this is interesting news. And I'm, I bet because it's you... You don't have this in your news, but this is actually like a big thing that's happening right now in the. Uh, the fuck does that mean? Because it's you. Because you never. Because like, I'm black. No. That wasn't <laughs> it's because you never want to talk about the things that are like drama or whatever. But did you hear about the big drama happening in the Dragon Ball Z dubbing community right now? No, you probably haven't. See what I'm talking about? Oh, uh, With Vic Mignogna and. Talking about they were being racist behind the scenes. Yeah, Something like the that. voice actors and shit. Yeah, yeah. So this is an email from Weirdo Society, and he says, "Funimation trouble. Please tell me that Michael is going to talk about the trouble that Funimation is 
of Funimation is in because of the audio leaks. Also, watch Sea Control and Maria the Virgin Witch for Michael. They're both under 13 episodes, and I would love to hear your thoughts on the show. Stay nerdy, my blurdy. So are we, Michael? I'm a, I'm a virgin witch. Okay, well. <laughs> are we talking about that in the, in the news? I mean, I guess we can't. I wasn't planning on it. <laughs> See, that's what I'm talking about. I knew it. I fucking knew it. But it's a big thing where now it's like, and it started with that Vic Mignogna controversy where like it was like, oh, Vic Mignogna is, they tried to meet to him, but there wasn't really any evidence of him doing anything, but it was just like the the, the woman. It's so, it's just a tangled web of fucking information. But the girl that was a voice actor for Bulma came out as like the main person against him. And just her testimony of him being like, yeah, the things you've heard, they're true. That was enough to get him like kicked out of Funimation and shit. And he's, he's suing Funimation for defamation and also, I think, uh, conspiracy to get him kicked out of the, the company or something like that. But then it was revealed recently that even though voice actors like Vegeta, Goku, and Bulma, they were all like uh, really outspoken about Vic Mignogna being kicked out of Funimation. Uh, for, I don't you know, know who, mo- that is. who is that? Oh, those names I just said? No, Vic Mignogna. Vic Mignogna's Broly. I'll give you the real names. Broly is the one that got in trouble first. Bulma came out and spoke spoke against him. It was like the main reason why I got kicked out. And then Goku and Vegeta backed her up. But then recently it came out. And I think it, I think if it wasn't for the Vic Mignogna controversy, like if it wasn't them specifically that kind of kicked him under the bus and got him completely fired, this new thing wouldn't have become as big as it is. But because it's like this issue of, well, you're fucking hypocrites. You want to talk about him saying fucked up shit behind the scenes and, and I don't know, being creepy or whatever with fans, which, again, there was no real corroborating evidence other than what people said. <clears throat> um, they came out, like, it was leaked that they said all this fucked up shit in, like, the dubbing booth. So they have all this, these recordings of Bulma saying these... Which I tried to find it. I couldn't find it. It's not on YouTube. You have to, like, find it in different places. Um, there are YouTube videos that like have clips of it so there's a funny one where they took the clip of goku basically calling gohan a fag over and over again and they they put it to animation so it's like literally like you want to fight dad it was like you're a fag fucking fag fag, 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 fag. it's like oh my god jesus goku <laughs> it just it's so weird but i think if there was no vic Mignogna controversy that stuff coming out would have been like well this is fucked up but you know whatever they were they're in a recording booth People probably would like they probably would have laughed it off. I don't think it would have been like a big like, oh, this is enough. Probably get them fired from Funimation, and, and even the point where they're talking about now that uh, Toei might uh, cancel the English dub of Dragon Ball Super moving forward because of this. It's not confirmed wow. or not, yeah, but it's it's become a big deal. Um, so it's basically the double standard, which is what kind of created the backlash in the most recent case. But yeah, we should talk about it. I mean, we just, we kind of are. kind of already are. <laughs> well, I mean, if you don't know anything about it, then I guess you really can't talk about it more Well, no, I read, I, read, I read about it. I just didn't actually hear the comments. Mm. But I read that there was controversy that the actors were being racist behind the scenes. Yeah. That's really all I, that's all I know. Like, honestly, the recordings themselves aren't that terrible. At least to me, but most not the type of guys like, oh, I'm so offended he said the word fag. But like... I don't know. I don't think it was coming from a place of like malicious intent. It was them joking with each other. It, despite being weird jokes, I think the weirdest thing is like either Vegeta or Goku says some borderline, made some borderline pedophilic jokes. But you know, it's just like James Gunn. It wasn't like them going like, I'd like to have sex with kids. It's them making jokes with each other in a recording booth. 
you're really going to hold that against them to the point where you're going to get them fired from their job for that? I don't think that's that's right either. Just like with James Gunn, I don't think that's right. Yeah, no, I mean, I guess I guess it all boils down to like what comes out in public, like because half the shit a lot of people say in the privacy of their own home, if it came out in public, almost nobody would have a job because there are certain jokes that you do with your friends that's like once or a group of friends that you wouldn't say with another person, but then also at the same time, some people don't know the line, like they're like. For example, there are white people that were like, oh, well, my friends, we call each other nigger. Yeah. But then they think, or they have the one particular black friend that they say they can say nigger to. Yeah. But then they think because one black friend they could do it with, <laughs> then they try to do it with the other black friends. It's like... But even in the past, guys. Yeah, like, no, no. Not with us. <laughs> so, so I guess... Yeah, but is that even right? Like, I feel like, again, we just lose context when it comes to these issues in public. Because, like, you're right. The things we say in private, when they're put on the public display they can be viewed and construed in certain ways and, and interpreted by the, the, the court of public opinion. And then, the, but I, think and then at, I guess the bottom line is like, because now it's in public, corporations don't want to deal with the backlash and, the, the, and all that shit. So the natural reaction is you're fired. Yeah. But I feel like we should get to a place where we should be able to look at these things objectively and go, was there actually any malicious intent here? Also the severity of what they're saying, but especially in this case where they weren't really saying anything malicious about the people they're talking about they're making jokes i don't think that should be viewed as like oh that's fireable offense like if the public becomes outraged that's one thing but i don't think a company should look at that and go like well that's enough to fire them because the internet hits hard and fast what outrages the internet to the point of like oh it's blowing up the internet on on one day the next day people forget because like you said this people have short-term memories nowadays Mm -hmm. So it's like we shouldn't use the court of public opinion as the, the, the be-all, end-all of what dictates someone being fired or not from their job. No, but sometimes, like I said, the corporations, they don't want to deal with that because a lot of their bottom line is determined by public and the public opinion. Yeah. And so I don't know. I don't know where. I would not want to lose. Because I'm not the CEO of a corporation, so I can't say, well, what, what would hurt me more if we kept them on board or – if we fired them. I'm going to say in 99% of cases, and this is like a broad generalization, but I think in 99% of cases like this, it wouldn't hurt them at all to keep the people on. Because the people who are super outraged support, like, let's ban Dragon Ball Z or something like that, those aren't your Dragon Ball Z fans. They're not the ones watching it anyway. Just like with fucking um, James Gunn. When he was fired, or when people were all outraged about him like saying those pitiful jokes and wanting him to be fired, the internet was in a, like a fucking on fire. But then when he got rehired, where were all those voices? Like, there was no backlash when he got rehired. Where were all the voices of dissent saying, no, he should be fired? I'll tell you where they were. They were fucking bandwagoners. Those weren't real James Gunn, Guardians of the Galaxy, Marvel, Disney, Avengers fans. Those were just people that are on the internet. That, I call them fucking uh, toxic Twitter people that literally just look for the next thing to be offended by and will latch on to it for the moment and want to virtue signal and be on their moral high ground and be like yeah let's fucking I'm against this because it's not morally right those people aren't the ones contributing to these things in the first place they're just a loud minority at least from what I've seen and I think another good example which you don't want to talk about I mean a lot of it is mob mentality like one person gets mad and another person gets mad they don't even know what the other person's mad about they just see you're mad and yeah Yeah, I agree but I think another good example of that even though you're not going to talk about it because you didn't watch it you son of a bitch (laughs) I trusted it (laughs) but the Dave Chappelle 
uh, special that came out recently, Sticks and Stones. That created a backlash too, to the point where a lot of really hardcore liberal leftist uh, media sources wanted to cancel Dave Chappelle for making jokes about transgendered and gays and uh, uh, Michael Jackson. Just a bunch of stuff. But, but the vast majority of people found that funny, found it relieving that he made comments on things that right now our society makes it taboo to have to make jokes about. So the the liberal media is like, no, 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 cancel him. We're not going to even... Yeah, I know it has like, I think like 11% on Rotten Tomatoes. One of the only positive reviews is Jeremy Johns. Jeremy Johns, yeah. Bro, that's ridiculous. <laughs> and it's only got like nine critic reviews. So never mind that everybody that did review it uh, gave it like a 0% or a rotten rating. But how many people didn't review it at all just because... They don't want to seem like somebody that's supporting something that might seem anti-gay, which is not. But just because a small population of the internet thinks that it is, they don't want to be seen reviewing it. That's ridiculous. And then the fucking user ratings come out, and it's like almost 100%. And that's like a, a, like thousands of reviews from the audience. That shows you right there. Like, There's definitely like an agenda behind a lot of these things that like become like big sticking points of anger on the internet with Twitter and shit. But but at the same time, I did see, just because I was looking at the following the news, that a lot of people that do that did support Dave Chappelle's, and it's not to say this is everybody. I'm not saying this is everybody, but a lot of people that did support it were like alt writers. Well, you're gonna get that regardless. Like you you can't again you you can't generalize that because alt writers. I just whatever. said it's not. I'm not saying it's everybody, but. Yeah, well, at the same time, there's. Se- but at the same time, I understand why an alt right person would be like, "Thank God, someone's saying it," because, and that's why I wish you watched it, because a lot of what he's doing is just taking the taboo out of like, okay, so we can't make jokes about gay people. Why? And that's a thing. Like, if you just make a transgender joke, it becomes a thing where you're anti-gay, and you get labeled that on the internet now. And alt right, or just, I don't even say fuck alt right. Just being a a rational person. Like, if you can't make a joke about a certain group of people, that's a, that's a different kind of oppression. Like, what, you're swinging the pendulum too far in the other direction. And then you're going to get the pushback from the, the hardcore alt-right people because it's like, you're going to stifle my freedom of speech. And at the same... You're, you're going to preach about being more tolerant, but then you can't even be tolerant of just uh, the freedom of speech. That's ridiculous. I'm trying to find something. That uh, somebody said about their problem with the Dave Chappelle thing. Like I said, I didn't watch it not because I got a problem. I'm not that big a fan of stand-up comedy specials, so that's not something I would watch. I feel like this would be a great thing for you to watch to have your own opinion on, though. So, like, any stand-up, because it's not just Dave Chappelle. Like, I've never even seen the Chappelle show. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> I just said, I'm not that fa- big a fan of, like, stand-up comedy specials. I don't, wow. I don't care who it is. It was great, dude. It was hilarious. And then the things he was saying was, like, even me. I was, it's literally, what he was talking about is all the things I talk about in this podcast where I go, I feel like just by saying these things, I'm put into a category of, oh, well, you're just anti-black. You're anti-gay. You're a conservative. This is is what they said about uh, their problem with the Dave Chappelle thing. So, and I'm specifically bringing it up because I wanted to get your opinion since you did, you did see it. But the person said, he said, you guys know, y'all know I can be irreverent. I'm constantly making jokes about race, politics, gender, and sexuality. But I use those jokes as satire to attack our flawed system. Watching this latest Chappelle special feels less 
like biting satire than run-of-the-mill trolling, mm. as Damon Young puts it. I don't know who that is. But jokes are funniest when the bully is the butt of the joke. When you're making fun of the most marginalized people, it's just mean. Chappelle seems to have become... <laughs> The Black Dennis Miller, which is a terrible place to end up as a comic. I feel like an appearance on Tucker Carlson is next. You don't know who that is, so I know you don't get that. So my opinion of that? That's Tucker re- Carlson is a person on Fox News. Okay. That's ridiculous. Um, my opinion of that is that the whole thing's ridiculous. That is the, the snowflake liberal that the right constantly talks about. Because there's nothing in his stand-up special that is him... Like, it, 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 he calls it trolling... But the literally the entire point of the special is called Sticks and Stones. He's making a commentary. He's literally making a commentary on the fact that we've gotten to this place in society where we're so PC that you cannot talk about groups that are not yourself. And true equality means we should be able to talk about anybody and everybody. And he makes a great joke that I think is a great synopsis of the entire special where he talks about um, uh, the, the, the Chappelle show and him uh, being... Uh, one of the producers, I think it was a producer, asking him uh, to take out the word faggot. And he, he says, says, like, says it like that because that was one of the things he tried to censor him on. He couldn't just say the word faggot. And she, he was like, okay, cool. Can you say the word faggot? All right, cool. Hey, actually, wait one second, uh, Samantha. Uh, I have a question. I can't use the word faggot, but I use the word nigga all the time. That's fine. Why is that? And she's like, well, Dave, it's because you're not gay. And he's like, oh, okay, I got you. But actually, one more thing. Uh, I'm not a nigga either. That is like right there, all you need to understand where he's coming from. Like he, it's ridiculous that you're not able to make jokes about any group, and to call that being like the bully, you're punching down a marginalized group by just making he's not he's not making jokes like marginalizing them. He's making jokes talking about how our current society is confused about things in the LGBT community, and that's not that's really just speaking truth. Because how many times even me and you are like LGBTQXYZ, WBI, plus, plus, plus. Like, you know what I mean? Like, to the average person, that shit doesn't make any sense. So talking about it, I think, is healthy for our, our, our culture rather than going like, no, 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 no. You can't make any jokes about objectively ridiculous things. He talks about Jesse Smollett. He talks about R. Kelly. He talks about Michael Jackson. These are all taboo things. But when you tell somebody, but you can't talk about these taboo things, that's not true equality. That's you dictating to somebody what is acceptable and what's not acceptable to talk about. And that's not true freedom of speech. So yeah, I, and I, I want you to watch a special because I, if you just read that review, it makes it sound like he's basically just going like, so the gays are fucking ridiculous, right? Ah, ha, ha, ha. But he's not. He's, he's, and I think he's really smart where he actually talks about the LGBT community within uh, reference to themselves. So he talks about how lesbians view gays, how gays view trans, how trans view bi, stuff like that. But at the same time, is he the person, like, is he the person to do that? Because, like, you know how the saying is like... So you can only talk about something if you're that thing. Well, I, let me finish what I was going to say. Because you know how the saying is like, I could talk about my mama, but you better not talk about my mama. So it's like... It's not the same thing. It is the same thing. So it's, if you're it's like, kind of like to say it like when, when it's like... So a white guy can never talk about what it's like to interact with a black person. No, not <laughs> in the terms of like interacting, but saying like, because you just said like he was talking about the problems or whatever within the LGBTQ community. And it's like, but you're not part of that. So it's like, how do you really know what the problems are? He's not talking about, I didn't say problems. I'm just saying how the, the different groups relate to each other. 
But again, how would you know that if you're because not? Because anybody in our world can see that there are people like like the. Even me, I know that the the gay community is not the trans community. They're different communities. Like there are gay people that are anti-trans. There are trans people that don't like lesbians. Like you know what I'm saying? Like there's that is a thing that exists, and he's just talking about it as a matter of fact, not as this is my opinion on why they have issues. He's not saying that. He's just talking about oh well. He makes a great metaphor about the LGBT community being multiple groups in one car, and they're all driving the same destination. And the, the one in charge, the one holding the steering wheel of getting equal rights are the gays. Why is that? Because the gays have white men in that group. And white men know how to get around racism, <laughs> know how to get, get around prejudice. So they're the face. They're the ones that are like, we want equal rights. And if you see a white, straight man, in terms of society, that's still the person with the most power. And you got the lesbians in the next seat because everybody loves lesbians. <laughs> then you got the trans in the back. And... How many issues does the trans community create for the larger movement of the LGBT community? Because things like, and these are things that the average person is just like, I don't, this makes sense to me. Things like uh, bathrooms and like having trans specific bathrooms for trans people. Like, that's true. It's, and he's making a point that, yeah, I mean, they're all going, they're all trying to get the same thing. They're all trying to get uh, 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 equality. But there are some groups within that car that make it harder for other groups. And the trans thing is one of them. It's harder for a person that's straight and is not gay to wrap their head around a trans like, identity. That's, that's true for any group, though. Like, you can say the same thing like black people against... But like, we never talk cra- about it. The crabs in a barrel men- uh, metaphor that people have. And, and Dave Chappelle has talked to death about black people. And this is just talking about something else in our society that affects everybody. It's not just that group that's affected. It's, it's part of our society. And I don't think it's not, I don't think it's a, a unfair thing to talk about just because he's not part of that group. That's what I'm talking about. Even you're like off limits because it's gay. But it's like, if you can't talk no, not about even just. I'm not even talking about just gay. I'm like, but like, am I the person to talk about issues in like the Jewish community or whatever the hell? Black people talk about white people all the time because it's part of our society. White people own shit. That's just a fact. So you got to be able to talk about that. Yeah, but going back to what I was saying in the in the in the thing, it's like when you're talking about a marginalized group that already gets it from society in general, like yeah, it's, it doesn't it do, doesn't it come across as as trolling? It's only troll. The only thing I agree with in terms of trolling is he knew what this special would do. It's called sticks and stones. Because usually you he think, knew cause, it. Because I'm like, backlash. for the most part, you think about comedy. Like for the most part, a lot of comics, they punch up in terms of their comedy. Like always talking about the more privileged. And I'm not talking about just white people, but like rich people, or they talk about themselves or anything like that. But like when you punch down, you talk about like I don't know. But, but punching up and down means you're making fun of that group for like some reason. He's not making fun of the group beyond what everybody is. The reason why he's got 99% audience score is because he's talking about what everybody already thinks. And he makes a great joke about, come on, the trans community. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I fully support you, but you should be able to joke about it. Like, because it's kind of hilarious. The idea of being trapped in another sex that isn't your own is kind of funny. 
And he's, he refers to himself as like, if I thought I was an Asian person in this nigga body, wouldn't you laugh? Everybody's like, ah, yes, it's kind of funny. He's like, <laughs> he makes a joke. He's like, I'm Chinese. Like really a racist stereotype of a Chinese person. And they're like, Dave Chappelle, don't do that. Like, why? This is how I feel inside. <laughs> and it's like, it's funny. It is a funny thing to laugh about. And he's not making fun of the trans community by making that joke. But he's talking about what it will look like to people that aren't part of that community. And I think it's totally okay to talk about that stuff because it laughing with each other is what unites us. Like, that's what makes us feel like we're all part of one group. But when you start going, no, 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 you can't talk about gay things, Dave Chappelle, just because you're not gay. That's ridiculous. If he was, if he was making jokes that were belittling gay people, that'd be different. But he wasn't. And I, but I feel like just talking about these subjects... In the minds of especially the, 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 the Twitter culture goes right to, you can't talk about that because you're belittling that culture. You don't know anything about that culture. But it's like, I'm not saying I know anything about the culture. I'm not belittling it either. I'm just stating what I see. And that's totally fair. And I say, I say that, but then on the flip side, truth of the matter is, like we all have some, fuck, some fucked up thoughts in our head. Yeah, I mean, yeah. And, and then also... In, a, in many ways, like, depending on how prolific or whatever you are, that might not be the right word, but, like, how you are as a comic, like, you can make a joke about anything. Yes. I think they're supposed to best at it. Even something, like, as terrible as, like, 9-11. Yes. If you're good enough, you can make a joke about it. Yes. But that a same comedian, or a different comedian can take the same type of joke and make it super offensive. Yeah. Because they're not funny. They don't know how to... They call it um, walking around lasers. Yeah, like, like somebody like lasers. somebody like George Carlin, who was known for doing taking serious issues and making jokes about it and being yeah. irreverent and funny about it. Yeah. So I mean, I, I guess it's just you should watch it. It depends. It depends on the time. I guess it depends on the time because certain things that would be considered funny back back in back in the day wouldn't fly today. Like for example, where uh, Saturday Night Live, there was a, there was a sketch. An infamous sketch where uh, I forgot who it was, but it was Richard Pryor and another guy, and they were both like just insulting each other mm. on Saturday Night Live. And one of the guy called him a, a nick, like he uh, Richard Pryor called the white guy a honky, and then the white guy said nigger, and Cause that's comparable. <laughs> but even still, yeah. it's like, but it was Saturday Night Live, and the audience laughed, yeah. and they were going back and forth. It's like something like that today. Nah, hell no. <laughs> that would not work. Yeah, for sure. But. I, but just in, the, in this conversation, I think it's interesting that you took that quote. I feel like the average person that doesn't actually watch the special might think that that quote is true, what that guy was talking about in that review. Because if you just hear Dave Chappelle make jokes about the gay community, I think your default assumption is, oh, he belittled it. And, oh, he made fun of it. But I think when you watch it, you're like, oh, this is the point. The point is sticks and stones. But These also, words but, don't hurt but you. It's, but it's not just that. But he's he's been known for saying a lot of anti-trans stuff in the past. That shit's not even anti. I've, I know what you're talking about. I've seen the specials where they're like, "Oh, he made anti-trans comments." I don't even have you seen those. No. But see, even that those weren't anti-trans. I just told comments. you I'm not a person that watches. Yeah. But see, you're gay, though. So you need to watch these things to give it the stamp of the approval. Yes, because I speak for all gay people. No, but it helped. It helped for the podcast. Because I speak for all gay people. 
I just think it'd be a good perspective to have. To see if you were offended by it. It's like we speak for all black people, yeah. We do. <laughs> to our listeners that aren't black, we do. <laughs> so I'm just saying, like, do you? But would you want to, to actually see if it's offensive? I mean, whatever. I, I legitimately I'll, would like to hear I'll, your opinion. I'll watch it. Yeah, I, I legit want to know if you were offended by it or not. Because you're part of that community. So I feel like you would have a better say than I do. Like, I'm the, I'm the quote-unquote conservative in this podcast. So, of course, I'm like, he's saying everything that I've been saying. <laughs> but for you, I feel like... You know, it could go either way. Honestly, I don't think you're going to feel like it's offensive, but I would like to see. I'll watch it. Okay, cool. Why you give me a hand job? What? <laughs> Se- sexual tension. What? <laughs> anyway, talking about gay things, let's use that as a segue to talk about it. Chapter two. To the losers. We made an oath. I swear. If it isn't dead, if it ever comes back, we'll come back to We didn't stop it. Pennywise. The clown. <laughs> we can't let it happen again. <laughs> Hello. Seven years, I dreamt of you. I craved you. I missed you. We need to finish it. For good. I've seen all of us die. It consumes us from the inside until we don't have a choice anymore. You lied. Michael, what did you think about it? Chapter two. Somebody just sent me a question. What is whitewashing? <laughs> Michael, when you watch Michael, can I ask you a question? Yeah, sure. Sorry if I seem unaware or childish, but what is whitewashing? It's when you wash your car, but with white paint. <laughs> when you wash white. Uh, but yeah, before we get into it, let's uh, drop our rating system here for Blurred Vision right here. We here at Blurred Vision have a very simple rating system goes from poor vision to perfect vision in the middle there's passable and then you have less than passable and more than passable thank you catch upon um so yeah man you want me to go first you go first how do you want to get into this discussion about it chapter two was it everything that it chapter one promised us um where's a coin let's flip a coin let's be like two-face <laughs> well i don't have any coins so <laughs> uh... That's a fucking... <laughs> that's an acorn. Nobody <laughs> got nothing, 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 nothing. Okay. Whatever, I'll go first. All right. <laughs> so yeah, give me your thoughts on It Chapter 2. The turn... And this and this this cast was stacked. Like, to go from the relative no-names other than Finn Wolfhard from It Chapter 1. Now we got all the adults here. We've got James McAvoy. We've got the guy... Was that the guy from um the Old Spice commercials? The black guy? Yes. Man, Isaiah Mustafa. I did not think that that was him at first, but like I was like, he looks so familiar. That's what most people know him from. I also know him from Shadowhunters from ABC. He Fam. was good in this though. ABC. Fam. Well, now it's Freeform, but um, what's his name? 
Funny guy. Ricky. Isaiah Mustafa, Jake, James McAvoy, Bill Hader. Bill Hader. Jason Rassone is Eddie. Yeah. Bever- Beverly was Jessica Chastain. Uh, who am I missing? Stanley. Not Stanley. Uh, the other guy. The guy that looked just like Doctor Strange. Do you look like Doctor Strange to you? Wait, who? Ben. Oh, Ben. Yeah. He look like he doesn't look like uh. There were moments, bro. There were moments <laughs> at the end where he was wet and his hair was slicked down. I was like, is that fucking Doctor Strange? <laughs> no. He was That's like, a good look. Like Benedict Cumberbatch. He looked like Doctor Strange and Tony Stark rolled into one. What was it? What's his name? Jay. I don't know. No, no, I, was, no. I was on a roll. I was like, yeah. That man was handsome as fuck, though. <laughs> he, he, grew, he, he had a glow up. Yeah, going from the fat kid to the super handsome kid. And it, and this, and it's funny because, like, if you put them side by side, they look pretty much exactly Bro, alike. Bro, the Eddie? Like, you feel like you jumped into a time machine. The, the, the scene when they do the transition from the young Eddie to the adult Eddie? Yeah, like he walks into his eyes. Or yeah. Whatever. That was, was a like, cool transition. Like, was a fuck. He looks just like him. That was a cool transition, though. Yeah. I feel bad for the kid that's been... The young kid, I'm like, I don't like that motherfucker. <laughs> He's so goddamn handsome. <laughs> but I, no, he looked no. You, if you look at like the cheeks and the, they look exactly alike. Yeah, like you, it looks like he lost a bunch of weight. Okay, look, look. Let me pull. Let me pull up a picture of them side by side. They all look fucking on point though, James. Ma- and at first when they when they cast James McAvoy as uh, Bill, I was like, he doesn't look like that kid at all. But then when you see him in the movie, I'm like, oh my god, yes he does. Holy shit, this is. Fucking the cat. Whoever did the, the only one I didn't like as much was uh, Beth or Bev. What's her name? Bev. Yeah, Bev. Jessica Chastain. Yeah, I feel like the young Bev. Like, like if I were to imagine what that young Bev would look like grown up, I feel like she would look way hotter than Jessica Chastain. Hey, look, they kind of got the same chin. Oh, I see it more in the eyes. That too. Yeah. Okay. Never mind. Damn. The casting director on this was on point. Dog. Yeah. I'm like, they look alike. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I think Bev is the only one that was like, oh man, she, I thought she was gonna be way hotter than Jessica Chastain. <laughs> even like, I think she looks really skinny in the face. Even like, take this picture. Oh yeah. All right. Pressure on you, young Ben. <laughs> you gotta grow up to look like him. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, how'd you feel about the the movie overall? Uh, the movie overall, like I said, like I mentioned, uh, for, did we review it chapter one? Were we? I want to say, yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, we did. We did. Yeah, we did. Uh, I, I really enjoyed it chapter one. I don't remember what I gave it, but like I said, my, my only, had to be perfect. My only complaint was that it wasn't as bloody as like the beginning misled you to believe. I remember that was when you were With with the shock of how how graphic and and out of nowhere Georgie's death was. Granted, you knew Georgie's death was coming, but not in that way. No. (laughs) Holy shit! But then the rest of the movie was pretty bloodless. Yeah. Yeah, You know, I always say, blood, sex, gore, magic. Okay. That's what I like. And it had all of that in the beginning, but then it lost the, the blood. Yeah. Well, I mean, it kind of lost the sex, too, because they didn't have the orgy from the book. Did you but want I, that? I'm glad. I'm glad. <laughs> I'm glad. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Which I, didn't, I haven't, I haven't uh, read the book. Me either. But there's no... I'm like, what kind of cocaine was Stephen King doing? I he do was plan... Like, you know what? Well, he was on drugs, right? I know. <laughs> I'm like, what kind of cocaine was he doing? He was like, you know what would be good here? A orgy with kids. I do want to... What? I, I do have the audio book on my phone. I'm eventually get to that. But other than that, I was just... <laughs> Other than that, I enjoyed the I enjoyed the first one, so I was excited to see what they would do for it chapter two. Um, 
especially when they announced the casting, like James McAvoy and like I mentioned, they all look like yeah. their adult counterparts. Stack deck. Um, and plus, going by how much I enjoyed the first one, I was like, okay, this second one is hopefully they kick it up a notch, being that now it's going to be adults. So hopefully they can get more bloody mm. in this one. I figured, I was like, maybe that's why they didn't really get as bloody in the first one because they don't want to show too many kid deaths. One is, one is enough. But I'm like, but the whole creature is about killing kids. But anyway, so get to the second movie. Um, I both enjoyed it, but I was disappointed at mm. the same time. Like, getting to the things that I enjoyed... Um, I think from a short filmmaking standpoint, like this movie was excellent. Like Andy Muschietti's directing, like some of the some of the shots that he did. Like for example, we mentioned like him the the uh, Eddie walking into the eyes of the younger Eddie. Yeah. Like shots like that, like those were beautiful. And like the way he uh, uh, would shoot like Pennywise doing uh, cer- doing certain things. I can't think of I can't think of what uh, I like. It was in the trailer, but when he comes out of the darkness and like claps his hands. That too, like the way that shot, I really liked. So it's like a lot. So like a lot of a lot of shots, and then uh, on top of that, I feel like this movie is way. Not that I was scared, because no, this horror shit doesn't scare me. But <laughs> funny enough, I went with a friend of mine, and <laughs> again, when you stand go for these screenings, you got to stand in line, you got to wait. Yeah. So we waited for like two hours to to see the movie. And an hour and a half into the movie, she got up and left. Wait, what? Why? Because she was she was scared. What? I was like, she was like, no. Of I'm, what? What, what I'm, got I'm her? Calling, I'm calling my boyfriend. I'm leaving. What? Uh, I forgot what How it was. old is she? 12? Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> it's too intense. Like, what was the, what broke she her? Does, she doesn't like horror movies, period. But I guess, I was like, then why did you come with me? Exactly. <laughs> what broke her? Because I guess she didn't want to go. She was like, because if I go home, I'm going to go to sleep. I don't want to go to sleep. So I'm, I'm, I'm going nightmares. Go. I'm, 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 I guess I'm going to go. Yeah, I forgot what it was. For there was a moment where... Pennywise, I, th- I forgot what it was specifically. This is a spoilers, guys, but he jumps out of nowhere with the fangs and stuff like that. I forgot, but he, you just describe like every scene. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> I don't remember. I don't. I don't remember what specifically, but I, I remember that she was like, she's like, I'm no, I'm done. I'm I'm leaving. Was it the carnival scene? I don't think it was the carnival scene. Oh, hmm. I think it was right after Eddie. Or no, uh, Richie was being chased by uh, the Paul Bunyan. <laughs> stupid thing. I think it was right. I think something else happened right after that. I don't. I don't remember. Fuck. I don't remember. Yeah, I don't remember either. I think Eddie was next, wasn't he? Or Ben? Might have been Ben. But none of that was scary. <laughs> but I didn't believe her. I was like, you're not li- like. Ah, <laughs> uh, it's a good hey, joke. Hey, hey. <laughs> and she's packing her things. Like, wait, you serious? <laughs> yeah, it's been like an hour and a half into the movie. Uh, yeah. We waited for two hours. I'm like. She kept saying, I'm leaving, I'm leaving. I'm like, no, you're not. <laughs> and she got, she actually got up and left. I was like, oh, okay. All right. <laughs> wow. I'm going to continue enjoying the movie. <laughs> yeah, well, I'd love to know what broke her. Like, what was the last straw? <laughs> I just can't. I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> She's like, I'm going to have nightmares because of you. And I'm not. I was like, no, you're going to have the best sleep of your life. Wow. <laughs> and I texted her next day. I was like, so did you sleep? Did you have nightmares? She's like, no. Wow. <laughs> but uh, I don't remember where I was going with that. <laughs> so at least it was scary. To her, <laughs> well, I mean, you know, to the average person, but oh, yeah, now I remember what I was saying. But so, not that I was scared, even though she was, but I feel like this movie had way more intense, creepy moments than the first one. The first movie, yeah. And so, I enjoyed that. They and doubled down on that Georgie kill, 
They're like, yeah, you, you like that? Well, we're going to do it a couple of times in this movie. <laughs> yeah, I, and I, I was here for all of that. Granted, I, want, I wanted more. Yeah. I always want more. <laughs> <laughs> Until it's... 90 minutes is all blood on the screen. Yeah, that's all I, I, that's, I need a whole, like, uh, what's Kingsman church sequence? Wow. For, for Pennywise. For 90 minutes. <laughs> With Leonard Skinner playing in the background. I mean, you say that, but there was a moment in this movie that had a really weird music scene that I was like, what the fuck? Where did that come from? Wait, With what? Eddie. Remember? Huh? Ah! Wait, what? There's a moment with Eddie where... I'm trying he, to think of the music, though. I don't remember the song, but it was like an... It was a song that did not match. And it, and it only played for a second. When there's vomit happening, No, I know, I know what you're talking about, but I'm yeah. like, I don't remember the song. I don't remember what the song was now either. But you, you know, but you remember what I'm saying, right? It was, it was like an actual song. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't remember, I don't remember what the song yeah. is, though. But I know what like, moment you're talking it about. It played for like five seconds. Why? It was so. It was just a weird moment. I was like, "This is funny." I'm confused. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't remember. I don't uh, remember the song, but I know exactly what moment you're talking about. Yeah, but yeah, I, don't, yeah. I don't know. Whatever. But anyway, um, and speaking of music, like the score for this for this movie, like even the first one, like they're both they're they're great. Yeah, like the music for the for these movies is iconic, and 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 I feel like the movie the music is what helps keep the level of intensity. Built up, like like I mentioned, for the sh- from a sheer filmmaking filmmaking perspective, this movie was great. Okay, but the thing I was disappointed. Well, that, yeah, I'm like wait for that butt. The that thing it? I was disappointed. <laughs> the thing I was disappointed in. I think the story sucked. You think the story sucked? Yes, in the sense that this movie was basically rinse and repeat. Man, I wonder if you can hear these. Like, we keep shaking uh, the table. I'm like, can we hear this? <laughs> well, if you if you're shaking, it's because I'm beating the table. Yeah, but. This movie was basically rinse and repeat from the first movie. Hmm. I feel like so much so that you got these actors to portray them as adults. And I feel like we didn't get as much of them in this movie as I was hoping. Really? Like, because there was a lot of flashbacks. And granted, I was excited and I was happy to see the kids come back. I have a question. I'm, I'm sorry, continue. I'll let you I was like, but I'm excited. I was excited and happy to see the kids come back because that's what we liked about the first one. But at yeah. the same time, it's like it's not about the kids; it's about the adults. Well, they're the same people. They're, they are the same people, <laughs> but it's like, but it's but it's a different time jump. It's, yeah, yeah. So I don't want to see. I don't want to see the kids again. I like the seeing the kids, but I was going to ask you: Were the kids CG? I didn't know. I didn't know that until after the fact. But so I they found are. out they were de-aged. Yeah, because I was. I was saying. Like, think about Finn Wolfhart. From how much different Str- he looks. Think about from Stranger Things. Like yeah. he grew. Yeah. And his voice is different. Yeah. I didn't know that seeing the movie though. When I was watching it, there were moments. Not every single moment. So this is amazing that the, the fact that they were able. to So do yeah, this. once finding out that I was like, oh, I thought they looked pretty good. I, there were moments where I would look at their mouth moving, and it felt a little bit like Henry Cavill Superman. But not to see. The, I didn't notice that at but all. But not to the extent of Henry Cavill Superman. I was like, "Is it?" I was questioning it. I was like, "Is this? Is this like footage from like they filmed it during it chapter two? That's what I thought. One, That's what I thought. They didn't use it, or did they go back and film things? I'm like, it, the mouth movement looks a little weird at times, but other times it looks perfectly fine. So I'm like, I can't tell. Yeah, I didn't notice. That's crazy. I didn't wow. notice it at all. That's getting scary. It's getting scary. We can do with technology. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Okay. That's interesting. So. I feel like they were. It's pretty flawless. It's ba- like, like I said, I didn't notice it. Yeah. 
as much as like there, you, mentioned, you mentioned Henry Cavill, I was like, no, 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 no. nowhere near. <laughs> but you know how when his mouth would move, it looked a little off. Yeah, I there mean, were, his whole face looked off. Yeah, <laughs> I know, but you know what I mean. So like, it not to that extent at all, because there were it only happened at times, like for moments. So I was like, that looked a little weird. Is this real? <laughs> like, but damn, that's getting scary when we can like basically make it invisible now. And not even just that, but like height too, because like yeah, Finn Wolfhard is a giant now. Yeah. See, I didn't even take that into account. But that makes sense why he... I feel like I noticed the most with him. So maybe that's why. So I had to make him smaller and de-age him. Yeah. And change his voice. Yeah. Make his voice sound like a kid again. Same thing with Eddie. Eddie seemed like... It seemed a little artificial in like how aggressively anal he was being. Like his delivery seemed like... This doesn't... It seems almost like a caricature of the character from the first movie a little bit. So I was like, oh, I don't know. That's just really interesting to me. Wow. Okay. Sorry. So yeah, there were too many, too many flashbacks. And I'm like, I don't really care about <laughs> any, cause I, I feel like unlike something like Arrow season one and two, the flashbacks to me didn't really add anything to the story. It was just things that they were remembering mm. that they did, that they somehow forgot. Cause again, this isn't a spoiler, but basically the kids grew up with the exception of Mike. Cause you find out from the trailer they all left Derry. Yeah. And, and all had amazing careers. <laughs> yeah, they, they all somehow had amazing careers. <laughs> Meanwhile, my man, the black guy's living in the attic. Like, what the fuck? But the weird but the weird thing is when they left Derry, somehow there was a magic thing, curse or whatever, on them when they literally forgot their lives in yeah. Derry. Mm-hmm. And so once they came back, so they even forgot about Pennywise. Yeah. But they had some type of echo that they remembered. Yeah. And so... So the, the, their bodies remembered. So that's why they, when, he, when they were told to come back to Derry, even without actually remembering, their bodies seized up with fear because they subconsciously remembered. Yeah. Yeah. And so once they came back to Derry, all of their memories started to return. And so because of that, they were remembering things that happened with Pennywise. And so we saw flashbacks of things that happened to them mm. that we just didn't see in It Chapter 1. Yeah. And some of it was filling in the gaps because there was like a time, a small time skip toward the end of that movie. Yes. Where they stopped being friends for a while and split up and then they came back together later. But in the even summer. again, I thought like, I felt like it didn't really add anything. Like for example, uh, Eddie's flash. Oh, was it Eddie? Which one? No, it was, uh, Richie. Was, I think it was Ben. The, the one with the, uh, he was helping his mother. That was Eddie. Oh, so I was like, what was the point of that? Like, um, I mean, it tied into what happened in the modern day. Did it? Like scene. But did it? Kinda. Just to establish what that scene was. Because that, that never happened in the original movie. No, but I'm just saying. But again, what did it add did it to add the story? anything? Yeah. Nothing. You're right. Exactly. Or or Richie's flashback of being chased by the giant. That the, did. The only, the only thing that. Yeah. The only thing that. The arcade scene. That's but the only thing what, that. But, but what did that lead to? It never came back up. No, it never came back up. And that's the thing I would get... That's that's another thing I would circle around back to. But, like, flashbacks didn't add anything. The story was... Like, I felt like they did the same exact thing that they did in the first one. Where it's like, you already know how to defeat Pennywise. And his thing is about fear. And yet, you go the whole movie not really doing anything. And then no, it's but like... there was a reason. But why. it's like... But then by the end of the movie, it's like, okay, let's not be scared anymore. And it's like... Yeah, when you get to the ending... What? <laughs> and, the, and the ending is similar. It, it, this is actually more similar than the original part two than I thought it'd be. And then also, I'm like... That's part of it. So I'm like, so how do you know... You just basically did the same thing you did in the first movie. So what makes you think he's dead this time around? Like, Because he's more dead. 
Is he though? Yeah, like, <laughs> well, he didn't really die. He, like, he was injured and he fell into that hole and they didn't follow him. They're just like, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> but this time they pulled a once upon a time. Yeah. <laughs> but even still, I'm like, all right. And then also, like, I feel like, unlike the first one, a lot of the characters, well, I feel like for the most part, the characters all got fleshed out in the first movie. Mm. I feel like in this one, a lot of characters for the, kind of got left on the wayside. On the wayside. What? Left on the back burner. For example, I think somebody like Mike should have been the main character. Oh, the Be- black guy? Yes. Racism! Uh, uh, the main character? Yes, because he was the one that stayed in Derry. He felt like it was his... Re- he was the one, only one that remembered everything. He felt like it was his responsibility to bring everybody together. <laughs> he was the least important character in the, the last movie. Why would he be the main character? But even then, one? like, racism. Because even, <laughs> in the, even in the book, he was the mo- He was a pretty... Granted, I don't know the book, but I know even from, <laughs> even from the original TV series, I remember he was the librarian. He was yeah. the one that came... He was the one that discovered who Pennywise was. He was the one that... that uh, rallied the group together. Yeah, to, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's like, but then in, in the remake, you take that away from him, make Ben the historian or whatever, or the one that. But found- then it didn't make any sense because ultimately they still, they did the same thing with character in part two that they did in the original. So it's like, why did you make the fat kid the the one that knew things in the first movie just to have the black kid be the one that knows things in the second movie? You could have just kept that part of his character throughout rather than taking You should have. Yeah, it didn't make sense. It didn't make sense. And then on top of that, again, going, but like I said, he should have been the main character considering like he was the one, he's the driving folk. He's the one that got them all together. He's the one that was more or less the leader of the group. But yeah, I what? feel like- Bill was the leader of the group. As a kid. But once they got back together, it was like Mike was the one that was getting them, that wanted them to try to fight. No. Everybody else was like, no, I'm done. I'm leaving. I'm no. out of here. Even the, Bill. The black guy's got to be the magical Negro. <laughs> but he wasn't magical. That's my point, though. Yeah. Like, he was just, the, his only purpose was he got them, he got them to dairy, but then he like, but he, gave them, he was in the background, more or less, he, he throughout had, most of the movie. But he had Bill sniff the, the Native American cocaine, and that's that's the magic. He was in the background. <laughs> Ra- racism. Hey, sniff this shit. What? Oh! <laughs> And then, like, even, like, Beverly, like, they had, they had this whole thing where it's, like, she came from, she's coming from an abusive marriage, especially considering she came from an abusive family. Yeah. But, yeah, they kind of really, it was like, all right, whatever, moving on. Yeah, that came back a little bit more in the original part, too. I, I guess it was more of a thing in the book. It's like, this, it, wait, after they, it's like, wait, what? what? After the establishing scene of that with Beverly, moving they just, on, yeah, moving they just on. don't talk about it again. They don't like, talk eh, about it at all. Whatever. <laughs> and so, you know what they needed more? I'm not trying to get into your review, but I'm just saying, like, to go to your point, I don't know if they needed a lot more uh, Mike, but they definitely need a lot more Ben. Racism. <laughs> I don't disagree with you. <laughs> they definitely need a lot more Ben and Bev, especially since they, they they carried through that weird love triangle thing from the first movie, and for her to like to kiss Bill in this, and then just be like, oh wait, but Ben is the one that wrote that letter. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, I feel like you needed more time to develop that relationship. Especially since Ben still had that fat boy syndrome going on. Again, going back to what I was saying, like, there were too many flashbacks. Like, instead of devoting time to the flashbacks, you could have devoted time to that. I know exactly what the Day Show movie speaking is. Of, for and, me, anyway. And speaking of, like... I forgot what I was about to say. <laughs> now, <laughs> now I like, time devoted to things. I feel like this movie spent way too much time bringing back uh what's his face 
Who? The the uh oh the the serial the bu- killer the, bu- killer, the, the bully, bully from the first one. Yeah, that happened in the original too. Take him out. Nothing changes from the movie. No, you already I have. Say you already have more... an antagonist with Pennywise. Why do you need this other guy? And it'd be one thing if he was like Pennywise came to him and was like I have a I have a mission for you or whatever. He did kill them, but then he he didn't. He though. failed. <laughs> he didn't. Ha- he didn't though. I think in the original he actually did take somebody out, not permanently, but actually injured them. In this, he was completely ineffectual. But <laughs> but that's why I'm like, take him out. Nothing changes. Yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. So the only thing that the only thing he added was to the to the runtime of the movie. Yes, you're right. Yeah, and 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 with that, like you felt the runtime of this movie. Like it was almost three hours long. And unlike something like Avengers Endgame, where I could have used another half hour, I could have used another hour. I was like, all right, what is this shit? It could have been like two hours and some change. Like if you're gonna make it three hours, with that, I think for this type of story, you could make it. Give me more story of the adults and not the flashbacks, and then. Well, the, I don't not because like like the flashbacks because I like, talking about the story like there's a moment where it is going, back, going back to what what you right. were saying like where they talk about this whole thing about Richie has this big secret yeah. I know your secret Richie and blah, 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 but they, they don't go back to it why why even bring that up <laughs> yeah. so it's like there's no resolution <laughs> why bring it up and yeah. it's like yes I can guess what it was but the fact that I have to guess means it was poor on the movie that I don't know yeah. Like, I'm pretty sure I know what it is. Yeah, I mean, they, what else could it be? Yeah, what else could it be? Like, why have that moment? But the fact that you have to guess and try to figure it out, that means you're doing more work yeah. than you should. So what's your rating? Uh, Halavana. The fuck? <laughs> Did you have a stroke just now? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Because I'm like, a low more than passable or a high passable? Damn, you went low. High passable. Because like, from a ship... I mean, low in quotes, but... <laughs> from a filmmaking perspective, this movie was great. The directing, the acting, the score. But the story just, to me, sucked. See, I don't think the story sucks. It sucks. I see where it's coming from. Sucks. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and not like you suck a dick. Oh my gosh. <laughs> that is a thing in this movie. <laughs> You know, yeah, in the beginning, yeah. <laughs> so I would say a little more than passable. A little more than passable. Okay. Um. See, I don't think the story sucked. But like a drop it, drop it low, girl. Low. Drop it, drop it low. Um, I don't think the story sucked, but I understand what your complaints are coming from. And I think it's stemming from the place where I felt the weakness of the movie was, which was the length. You 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 you, you talk about Avengers Endgame and not being that. What the fuck? (laughs) You don't want Mike to have screen time. I don't think he's necessary. (laughs) He wasn't a big deal in the first movie. There's no reason to make him a main character in this one. I wanted to see more follow up with things like Bev, Ben. Uh, The only person that got good resolution, I think, was Bill. I said Ben. Is it Ben or Ken? Ben. 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 Yeah. So I think the person is a Street Fighter. Yeah. I think the only person got good resolution was Bill. Because they, and I think the flashback, I like the flashbacks. And I think his story wrapping up with him realizing that he was never responsible for Georgie's death. You lie and I die. Him revisiting that scene uh, from the first movie where he's like his younger self looking into the basement and Georgie's down there with Pennywise. I think that was a good way to wrap up his story. I, I wish they had done that for every character. And I feel like there's no excuse for every character not having an emotional wrap-up like that because they, like you said, it's a three-hour movie. And 
I don't think the story sucks, but I will say the pacing sucks. Because the entire middle of the movie, they do pull an Avengers Endgame where it's like, okay, we're reuniting to fight the ultimate evil and this is our second chance to beat it, Thanos. But now we need to go on a time heist and we need to literally go find individual things that relate back to something from our past that we can sacrifice to use this voodoo magic from the Native Americans and defeat Pennywise and like the way the Native Americans did. That entire middle of the movie is just one at a time following each of the main characters literally doing the exact same thing. They have a flashback of the past, they're in the present, they find something from the present that relates back to their past, and then Pennywise scares them somehow. And you repeat that, what, six times? Mm -hmm. Like, that's... It was by the time we got to Richie, where I was like, bro, I'm, I'm bored. Like, I, I can't... If you're going to just keep doing the same exact formula, it became way too predictable. So you start predicting, like, okay, here's the flashback. All right, when's Pennywise going to pop out? Oh, there we go. Now he's going to run away. Like, you know what I mean? Every Next character. Person. Yeah. There's the flashback. And it's just, you just repeat. And the first couple of times it was cool, but by the time you get to the later characters, it's like, all right, I've had enough now. Let's just let's wrap it up and get to the ending. And then, like I said, each flashback, in my opinion, they didn't add anything. So it's not like... Some of them were good. Some of them weren't. And I think something like Richie, because... His is the only one I felt like added something. But he didn't... And only the arcade one. Yeah, but if without the follow-through of like having a wrap-up, it's unnecessary. Like, because there was no conclusion to that story, you could have just taken it out completely and been fine. But if it had a resolution, it'd be actually something that would... And I guess... Develop his character. Maybe you could say that there was a resolution in what he did at the end with the carving. Maybe that was him accepting himself. I that's don't know. So it was stupid. That it is, was That's weak. I know. Yeah, I'm just saying. That's <laughs> reaching. Because <laughs> before that, they've only established, like, a, a friendship. You know what I'm saying? That doesn't make any sense for that to be a thing. Um... But yeah, I just feel like it's the, the entire middle's pacing. Because especially when by the time we get to the end, you're right. It's just, we're just going to do the the end of the first movie again. And if you just took out that bullshit excuse of, hey, uh, we need to find artifacts uh, from our personal lives to sacrifice to this weird pot thing. If you take that plot contrivance out, you can literally just have the beginning and end of this movie and it's the same fucking shit. They basically just find out, oh shit, yeah, Pennywise is a thing. Let's go fight him. And that's the whole movie. Not much happens. Um, what I did like about the movie is everything else, though, which is this, like the when you actually get to the scares, except for that one scare with Richie, which I think was fucking stupid. The Paul Bunyan thing, yeah, that thing was it became cartoonish at that point. But for the most part, I like the the scares in this. Or like the set pieces in this more than I liked in the first movie. And they doubled down on what I think the strength of that first movie was when it comes to the child killings. Because they, they replicate that Georgie kill at least twice. One of which, with Bill, was super effective. I love that scene. You know what I'm talking about in the, in the carnival? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was great. Yeah, I like that scene. I was like, fuck! Even with the little girl. But then when you get to the very ending, another problem i have with the movie is ultimately when you're looking at like top down at how you how pennywise as a character works and what it takes to defeat him it doesn't make sense it's just it's 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 uneven based on what the character should have known from that first movie they look they relearn the same method of defeating pennywise as they did as kids in that first movie yes and it's like when they actually beat him and it's like that's all it took to beat him what the fuck were we doing for the last three hours? We could have easily done this. Exactly. That's why. I... 
And it's like, in Pennywise, if your whole goal, I don't care, your, your excuse of, oh, I scare people to season the meat. But in some cases, he kills them immediately. It's like, it's like you don't have a chance to fight back. You just instantly die. And other times, Pennywise is like, Oh well, I'm gonna let him get away, even though I could totally kill him right now. Multiple times. Yeah, like the even even like the granted, I like the scene, but the little girl, he didn't scare her. No, he got her to trust him. Yeah. So. Or even Georgie. Georgie wasn't scared at first until he got eat until he got his Bitten, arm. Yeah. Yeah. Then he was scared. Yeah. So it's like I don't even understand logically how this character, this monster, is supposed to work. It doesn't really make sense, and I feel like that's a huge flaw. When you're like sitting there thinking about like logistically, this is, they should be dead already. Like if they didn't have plot armor, they should be fucking dead. It doesn't make sense. Especially when you find out what happens to the Native Americans before them that tried the same kind of ritual to defeat him. I'm like, wait, so you could kill them, but not these kids or these, these kid adults now? It makes no fucking sense. Um, but what they did do with the flashbacks... I loved because ultimately when you get to the end of the movie and you get those moments of like seeing the, the child versions of themselves on bikes and stuff all together, especially when you get to the end and you lose a few characters along the way, I, it, it made me feel away. Like I was my first impression walking out the movie, even though in the middle, I started getting bored by the time you get to that finale, even though I didn't like how they ultimately beat him overall, the emotions of the ending and the flashbacks they use to tie together with the the characters at the end, I was emotional. I if walking out, first impressions, I would have said perfect vision. It was only when I started thinking about, yeah, but that middle section was really repetitive and it didn't really do enough in terms of character development. And like you were saying, a lot of it could be cut out. As much as I like seeing the flashbacks with the kids, you didn't need all those flashbacks. You didn't need to be three hours. If you trim this movie back to like two hours, 15 minutes, two, maybe even at max two and a half hours, it probably would have been a much, enjoy, much more enjoyable watch and something I could see myself rewatching. So you say you felt that way after thinking about it. I felt that way at the beginning. I like the beginning and the end of the movie a lot. No, no, no. I don't mean the beginning of the movie. I mean, in terms of like thinking about the problems that I had with the movie uh, after the movie was done. I thought about that while watching the movie. Well, when the movie in strong, in strong, I, I feel like that colors my perception of it at first. So like, but I, I got, See, that's why I would disagree. Cause I don't think it ended strong. <laughs> I got feels. You didn't get feels when they show the, the flashback of them, like on their, on their bikes. No. <laughs> or when they, where they looked in the, again, great filmmaking. When they looked in the mirror of that shop and it was like, them as adults, but then their reflection was them as kids and they're all together. I got chills. I was like, oh. Yeah, it was a great, I, I it felt was a great like, shot. It felt like, but to me, it felt like Endgame, where it did feel like the end of this this journey that started all those years ago. I think, in some ways, doubling down in the flashbacks also helped me helped sell to me that these were the same characters from that first movie. And that's what made me feel so invested. But by, by the time I get to the end of that movie, I did not want anybody to die. I was that invested in all the characters. I love them all. Especially after that, that they got me after that first Chinese buffet scene. We're all together in the buffet scene. Their chemistry of the, of the different actors. It felt like old friends reuniting. Like it I did. Yeah. That's the strength of the acting. Yeah. Although the CGI for that scene was a little bad. Wait, what? What do you mean? With, with the 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 soup. I thought it looked fine. I was fucking but, but terrible. Also, but also, I have in my head how that looked in the original, and it looked terrible. <laughs> it looked fucking terrible. Well, it looked terrible in this still. No, see, I liked it in this. 
Um, but yeah, I, I would give it a high more than passable for me. I, I, I really enjoyed it. I just, I don't know if I can rewatch it just because it's so Granted, long in the middle. Wait, pause. Not pause the podcast, but the review. Did you see uh, Titans season two? Oh, I haven't seen one? No, I haven't seen it. Oh, never mind then. Have you seen it? I was going to say, it didn't look bad as a certain CGI. <laughs> oh, God. Trigon looks fucking terrible. Oh, huh? my God. Episode one, they're starting with shitty CGI in that movie. Fucking terrible. <laughs> show, whatever. Fuck, man. All right. Well, he whatever. looks all like PS1 level. Jesus Even Christ. in the way he moves, like it's so stilted. Like it's fucking uh, stop motion. Like so they, why is so he they really mo- go for it? Why is he moving like that? So they go for it. Not really. Damn, they still failed. <laughs> he's, not, he's not like skyscraper tall. He's like about like ten feet. Yeah, uh, like Hulk tall. Not even. He's uh, shorter than the Hulk. Okay, well, <laughs> I'm not looking forward to this at all now. <laughs> but all right, so let's jump into spoilers. Um, what do you want to talk about? Specifically? Probably like eight feet. That's nah, whack. Yeah. Like shack size, <laughs> basically. You ready for a shack attack? <laughs> um, so the movie opened with that uh, hate crime, which I think the book actually does. Open homophobia. Yeah, but I think the book starts. No, yeah, too. it does. Yeah, whole movie's homophobic. The, the thing with like this, the it world is what the fuck is up with like the people in this town? But I also saw they're so yeah. aggro. Like who is like this? <laughs> I mean, it's a small town, homophobia, whatever. But even when back in the day with the bullies, it's like they're, they're serial killers. They're not really bullies. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's dairy. You, know? like you, got, you, start... you got a serial killer clown in your town, so I guess that energy. <laughs> fuck this gay dude. I'm going to kill him. Like, whoa, bro. <laughs> like, I saw a review talking about, oh, this movie had an agenda. What do you mean? Uh, just because it's gay guys getting beat up yeah because he was like what was the point of that it didn't add anything to the story why include them and all this other stuff I'm like why not though <laughs> I mean again it's everywhere it's like, but this is actually in the source material too this is all, it was already in the book but they didn't I don't think there's anything agenda about it they didn't really other than homophobia is bad not, not <laughs> even just that but like even like uh, Bev coming from an abusive home. Agen- Again, an agenda. You're trying to talk about domestic violence and all this other They talked about that in the first movie. Her father Again, was abusive I'm and, and you, maybe I'm just telling you the review I said because he's like, it added nothing to the story or whatever. And then you didn't circle back to it. I'm like, well, That's actually, stupid. technically you did with, with, with Richie. Kind of. Kind of. Not really. <laughs> but not really, yeah. <laughs> if they did circle back to it and made that a thing, it would make more sense. But as it was, I didn't have a problem with it. I, I just felt terrible because it's like I didn't think the guy that dies is the one that's like the oh he's a sweet gay guy and he loves his boyfriend he's the one that gets fucking destroyed by it like well, he didn't deserve it of everybody of everybody in this situation kill one of the bullies bro well he's not going after the bullies he's going to go after the gay again punish the gays <laughs> just like Jordan punishing the gays <laughs> my Jordan's Pennywise. Yeah, right. <laughs> they all float. <laughs> yeah, um, but I still like. I still enjoyed the scene. I wanted to see more blood. I always want more blood. I, I was disappointed because they didn't open as strong as the Georgie scene. So right there, I was like, oh man, that wasn't as like graphic at all as the Georgie scene. It didn't hit me as hard. No, but it was also like really quick, and then it was like you couldn't really tell what was happening when it happened, like because the guy was like looking through the waves and all that other stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, wait, did that, like, you're kind of like questioning, did that really just happen? Did you see what you thought you just saw? Yeah. Meanwhile, fucking Mike is like Batman listening on a fucking radio. Like, oh, there's disturbance in the force. I have to go investigate. And I'm like, did, did, 
was that big bloody message there for everybody or just Mike? Like, was that an illusion? Like, come home or whatever? I mean, it probably... That's the thing. You don't know what's an illusion and what's not. But I don't yeah. think it was an illusion. Oh, my God. The scene in the Chinese buffet when they all get together and, like, Pennywise freaks them out and he starts destroying the table. It's not real! It's not real! How the fuck did they get kicked out of that restaurant? And then he walked in and was like, is there any problem here? I'm like... I mean, there's a lot of shit in Derry that, like... Because even, like... Richie's flashback where he was like screaming and whatever when uh, Pennywise was like, I know you're a secret. And you saw all the people just standing there like, like, what the fuck is wrong with these That videos? was an awesome, that, that moment was awesome. Before the Paul Bunyan thing came out. But I'm just saying, like, like la, 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 la. what the fuck is wrong with the people, with these people? But that was definitely an illusion. Was it though? Yeah, <laughs> it had to be. Because they're weird. Nah, well. Like, where are the parents? <laughs> but yeah, with Richie's character, it's like where are the where are like where again like I'm, like where are their parents? I'm pretty. They gotta still be alive. They're not that old. I feel like the first movie did a better job of establishing that the town just seemed off. Like in this, it just seemed cruel. But they didn't do a good enough job of making it seem like maybe the town's also been influenced by Pennywise. Remember, like there were moments in the first movie where people would just look at them and kind of look away, like they don't like they don't want to acknowledge that Pennywise exists. Mm-hmm. They didn't really have that in this movie. No. I feel like that would have helped make the craziness make more sense. <laughs> um, but with Richie, like that scene in the arcade where it makes it seem like because he's playing a game with that boy and the bully comes out and calls him a fag or whatever, that he was gay for that kid and he's suppressing it. But I, I if that's the only thing that scene could have been alluding to, but I feel like that's also. I don't know. It could have been, the been ubiquitous. And then, and then the fact that, yeah, because I'm like, of course, you don't, and this is what I mentioned before, like the fact that they didn't really actually tell us, because you can guess, but like. Maybe he wanted to, because that was the, in the Because like, break. oh, you're, you're calling him a fag, but that doesn't necessarily mean he's actually gay. That's it's just an insult. Yeah. yeah, it's just an insult. And also that was and in it's the, the easiest insult, especially back then. Yeah. And also that was like in the, the time period when the, he wasn't friends with the other kids because they had that falling out. So maybe he just wanted another friend. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like. It didn't have to be, oh, he's gay. It could have been just like, well, I don't have any friends because we we're in an argument, so I want to hang out with you. And then the other guy comes in and calls him gay. Because there was no moment where it's like he gave him a longing look or anything. It was just they were playing video games. It's like, let's we want to play again? Yeah. And then I mean, he got if you caught want. By his, caught by his, the, the, uh, the cooler kids or whatever. It's like, no, you fag. Leave me alone. Yeah. It's like, that's not really a quote-unquote gay. That's like fucking duty and the beauty. Oh, yeah, we're going to have a nice gay moment. It's like, there, there was no gay moment. That was more gay than this. and at the, Okay, but then at the end... But no, my point is there was no gay moment that made you go... Didn't LeFou, in, didn't LeFou do something? Well, no, something? I'm talking about it. I'm like, there was no gay oh. moment Oh yeah, yeah. that but, made you go... But at the end, when he, he does the R plus E, yeah. Richie plus Eddie, I assume, because they were like best buddies. They had like this but even funny that, banter. But even that could be like interpreted as like he's trying to remember his... like. Yeah, like my friend died. He's yeah. my best friend. It doesn't have to necessarily mean like we're in a relationship or like, and it's just weird that he died. Like, it's not like he had a wife. So it's not even like there was like this unrequited love there. Or maybe it was, it was cut out or something, but like that's, it just came out of nowhere. I'm like, that doesn't, this doesn't add up. Though I, I love the comedy beats in this movie with, with Bill Hader. Oh yeah. Bill Hader was great. The fuck? <laughs> the job of the hut scene. Oh God, not mother. Yeah, I was talking to your mom last night. She rolled over and she's like, God, boy, do my <laughs> Yeah, Bill Hader, Bill Hader was my favorite character in this movie. Yeah, I was so scared at the end. 
where he he does that thing where it's like, yeah, I got him, I got him, and then with the deadlights. Yeah, the deadlights. I was like, oh my god, like, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> the timing on that, I was like, oh my god, they're gonna kill Richie. But the guy that dies in the original is Eddie. So then when Eddie has his moment of like, you know, oh, this kills monsters. And I think in the original it was he sprays uh, his inhaler at the at, at Pennywise. And it's like acid. Mm-hmm. But he uses like his imagination to, you know, hurt it's Pennywise. It's like, yeah, that's all it took. You like you knew that in the first movie. Yes. So all, all anybody had to do was just call Pennywise names and then they'd win. They had to call him a fag. Because <laughs> it wasn't even like, it was like, I don't. They weren't. They weren't insults that made me believe that they actually meant what they were saying. No, they didn't mean it at all. You yeah. could tell they were like scared. Yes, because like there was a moment where Pennywise like jumped and they were like, they they got scared too. So it's like just that little bit of fear should have made him grow again. Yeah, like I'm destroyer of worlds or or the eater of worlds. It's like no, you're just a clown, just a clown, just a clown. Oh my god, I am just a clown. <laughs> like, <I'm> like what? <laughs> Pennywise so even, when he was, even when he was shrinking like you could still see the fear in their eyes and I'm like yeah even it. when he was tiny and he went to go touch him and he like he was like, ah he that's, what, that's what I just said like, oh that jumped, moment yeah. yeah I'm like so this is it yeah but meanwhile again this is the same character that was killing people instantly in every other moment but with this he's like oh no I gotta keep seasoning that meat it's like what are you talking about <laughs> that's what made the ending kind of weak but they saved it for I me I waited for you yeah I, how did you feel about their interpretation of the final but I still form? liked his Pennywise oh I still love his Pennywise yeah how did you feel about the interpretation of his final form in this because the original it was like a giant spider and they they half went there yeah they hated it. I mean I like that one I like this one better oh I definitely like it better but did you think it was scary at all or not really I think it looked cool I didn't think it looked kind of goofy. There were a lot of things in this movie that seemed kind of goofy to me. Like, it didn't look... Like, the Paul Bunyan thing, that thing. Um, the old woman that when they show... When they show in the uh, in the trailer, it's just an old naked woman that charges at Bev. But then in the movie, they show it's like a weird, giant monster woman. Yeah, but I like that scene. Like, that scene was, I mean, a little creepy. Yeah, but the, the monster itself didn't look kind of cartoony. It looked almost like Pumpkinhead or something. I mean, all of the monsters, for the most part, look... A little goofy? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, even the... Uh, what was that thing? The evil Bev in Ben's flashback? Yeah. Like, what the fuck? That was weird. But again, like, the flashbacks... I don't, leave me alone. <laughs> I like the Ben flashback. At first, I was like, oh my god, alright, it's, it's actually Bev. Because you do, like, the fake scare with... But like, it wasn't. But it wasn't, yeah. And I was like, why would you ever wear that? Why would you ever wear an outfit that looks that close to Pennywise? So, uh, uh, I don't know. I enjoyed the movie, though. You seem kind of I down did. on it. A little more than fast forward. Oh, my God. Uh, was there anything else? I saw this movie a week ago, so now I'm like kind of blanking on it. Hashtag keep the gay. <laughs> keep the gay. The ending. And increase the black. Like I'm sorry, I would have had guns. I, I would have came there strapped. I would have. <laughs> like, what, what, what are guns gonna do? What What is a fucking uh, pitchfork or whatever? You gotta believe. Gonna... You gotta believe. <laughs> I believe this gun will do some shit. No, you gotta. If you If you got a gun, you're gonna You're not gonna believe like it's a monster killer. You're just gonna think it's a regular gun. No, I'm gonna believe it's a monster killer because <laughs> bullets are gonna kill that monster. If If from a from back in the day, a crowbar could beat that thing up. I'm like, well, then a gun's definitely gonna kill it. <laughs> 
I mean, I guess. I have a priest bless it. There you go. <laughs> well, it's Maine. I don't know how, I don't know what the gun laws are in Maine. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> um, I don't know. Is there anything you want to talk about? Well, I want to see the turtle. I thought the Stanley, because this wasn't in the original. I wanted the turtle to show up. His arch nemesis. Look, it was already kind of stupid <laughs> when they start getting into the Native American ritual and all that shit. Though I did like the moment where they get to the Pennywise moment, and it's like, wait, so you didn't tell them what the Native Amer- what happened to the Native Americans that tried the ritual? Like, oh yeah, they all died. But it's because they didn't believe. It's like, oh, you fucking asshole, Mike. <laughs> now we're going to die. <laughs> Uh, I thought there'd be more of a body count at the end. Yes. Like, I know, again, Eddie died in the original, but I thought they were going to make changes to make it more intimidating. And also Stanley. And I, I mean, oh, well, yeah, that too. That was also in the original. I was going to say, but what it wasn't in the original was the, what I felt like it was a cop-out for his suicide when they make it seem like, oh, no, I, I killed myself to help you guys because I knew that if I was alive we'd all die we'd all, yeah I'm like bro bullshit and he was scared as fuck and we, we won so yeah. <laughs> I think you would have helped well, I guess he was scared or <laughs> more scared that wasn't in the original did you did you they, like that they at had all to, they had to get well I don't know anything I didn't see the original so but just in terms of what this movie was did you, did you feel like that made sense like oh no it wasn't suicide it was help side was, he helps. yeah they had to give him a bad they had to give him a badass moment i don't yeah. know i didn't really care because he he wasn't really a character in this okay. so i was like whatever all right well that's it let's just get into some anime and news of the week we talk about dr stone or demon slayer Fantasy first titans trash oh my god i forgot i forgot about titans demon slayer or De- dr stone demon stone demon stone <laughs> do you like dark crystal oh that's right i watched the whole season I didn't see any of it. You didn't watch any of it? No. That's why I asked you. Yeah, I did. I liked it. And it was not what I expected. All right, so I'll give my like a five-minute review on Dark Crystal before we get into Demon Slayer then. Dark Crystal! <laughs> I saw something. A vision. You read too many stories. No, this was real! Everything the Skeksis ever told us was a lie. And now everyone, and everything, is at risk. Join me! So we may finally unite as one against our true foe, the Skeksis. We are eternal! Your resistance is for me. Remember I told you I watched the original Dark Crystal when I was a kid, but I don't remember anything about it because I was so bored by it? Mm-hmm. I had that same reaction in the first episode of Dark Crystal. I was like, all right, now I'm an adult, now I'm going to focus, and now I'm going to actually know what the fuck this story is about. I'm going to actually like, look at this from an adult's perspective. And like I would say three-fourths of the way into the first episode, I was like, oh, I'm so bored, I can't do this. <laughs> I hate it just as much as I did as a kid. I'm trash. <laughs> but... Bruh, when they call that shit the Dark Crystal, for it being about Muppets, and I'm like, I almost want to rewatch the original now to see if it was as dark as the things that happened in this new series. Because they do some shit in the new series where I'm like, yo, that is way darker than I thought a thing about Muppets would go. 
it is not for kids. Like you would think by looking at it, like, oh, it's a Muppet thing. I'm, I'm sure it's for like you know teens and tweens and some shit like that. Nah, man, there is death in this, and ultimately, and this is not spoilers. Blood sex, gore, magic. Actually, everything but sex. Because <laughs> uh, <boo>. <laughs> Muppets. <laughs> um, but they, there is death. They got Muppet dicks. There are there's there's some gruesome deaths in this. It's very written and stimpy with like it's it's like. I was like, how do you make a Muppet death gruesome? <laughs> Uh, just killing a Muppet. To me, just killing a Muppet is like, yo, that's fucking dark. <laughs> but it's the way they kill people off in this. And, uh, fuck, what was I going to say? There was something about... Oh, but at the end of that first episode, they do some shit that's like so fucking ridiculously like shocking that it makes you want to watch the rest. And even though the characters aren't super deep... Like, there's no, like, oh, I fucking love the characters. The, the main character is so awesome. It's more about the world itself. And in some ways, the villains, the Skeksis, or whatever they're called, the big bird monsters, they're more main characters in some ways than the actual main character. Like you follow them just as much as you follow the good, quote-unquote, good characters. Oh, I was going to say, but it's not a spoiler, but... And season one ends in a place where they actually can... They, they leave room for, an, like, a, a season two... But uh, Dark Crystal, the original movie back in the 80s, that's actually uh, like the aftermath of this series. This whole series is basically like a prequel. And it's called The Age of Resistance. Because in the old movie, the entire premise is there's only one Geffling left, which is the race okay, of... I was like, what the fuck is a Geffling? It's the race of the, the, the cute Muppets in this world. But it's all about one one Gelfling trying to save that world from the Skeksis by like doing something with the Dark Crystal. But spoilers, because the entire Asian resistance, there's a whole the entire race is alive. So you know there is no happy ending here ultimately. Somehow, some way, every fucking Gelfling has to die for there to be one left in the original movie. So it's like, bro, and they don't treat it like that. It, it seems like, oh yeah, the good guy's gonna win eventually, right? Nah, nigga, that shit is gonna get dark. If you think it's dark now, it's gonna get way darker. And there are some things that happen. I'm like, yo, there's there's suicide. There's off-screen characters getting beaten to death. People being juiced. Monster, like juiced. Yeah, juiced. What? <laughs> yeah. What does that mean? What does it sound like? Juiced. I turned to the juice. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> yeah. There's <laughs> a horrifying moment where one of the main characters' family members... Actually, no. I take it back. There's a couple moments where a couple of main characters' family members get got in the worst ways. It's pretty dark. Um, but yeah, if I were to give it a rating, I'd give it more than passable. And I did not think I would like it as much as I did. As moist as you did? Did I say moist? Yes, you did. Uh, whatever. <laughs> it as is moist as I did. It is very moist. It, it made you moist. There's a lot of moist characters and moist. It's it's gross. It's like written in Stimpy level of like boogers and slime and saliva. I'm not a big fan of that. But it, but just especially since it's all Muppet based, it's pretty fucking impressive that it looks as beautiful as it does. It looks it's a good looking movie. Um. And, you know, Muppets are like a, a, is lost, a movie or a series. Or a series. I keep calling things movies interchangeably with these high budget series, but yes, it's a series. It's uh ten episodes, and each episode is about an hour, so it's pretty long. But I liked it a lot. I enjoyed it more than shit like Iron Fist and and. Well, I mean, yeah, that's I not saying it's much. It's a low bar. <laughs> Jessica Jones season two and three. 
it's better than all that shit. So if you're if you if you're even a little bit curious, I would check it out. And even if you're not curious, I'd say at least give it one episode just to see. Well, what you I'm, just said you didn't like the first episode. At the no, but at the, at the end it came around. So if you get to the end of the first episode and you're still like, eh, I'm not that intrigued, you can drop off of it. But I at least recommend the first episode just to get a feel for it. And I, and I definitely think it gets better throughout the series. Like it's one of those where it, it becomes more intriguing the more you watch versus less. Uh, and on that note, let's get back into Demon Slayer. <laughs> But yeah, Tanjiro and Netsuko take into the Hashira meeting, so the top tier Demon Slayers, uh, and that weird blinded leader guy who's got some kind of like face disease or something. I don't know what the fuck is going on with him. Well, he got burned. Was it a burn? I don't know. Because Tanjiro's like, is he sick? Like, what's wrong with him? Like, something's wrong with him. Maybe the, the main demon guy infected him with something. I don't know. Could be. But regardless... Uh, this he has magic, a magic voice. His yeah. voice is so soothing. Yeah. <laughs> this is the the Demon Slayers, or Tanjiro being put on trial by the other Demon Slayers for working with his sister, who is a demon. Um, and they don't understand that. So, drama ensues. What did you think about these last two episodes? Um, I like these, I like these two episodes. Like, it, it, it opened up the world a little bit more because you you knew now you're seeing the like the head ranking demon people behind the demon slayer corp because you had the uh, Uro Daki who first trained him mm. talking about the demon slayer corp and all this other stuff but you didn't really get to see for the most part this corp of demon slayers more or less like, yeah. almost like the Green Lantern Corps yeah you, got, you have a bunch of different factions or different lanterns or whatever across the galaxy same thing with this you finally get to see these other demon slayers. And on top of that, you got to see what a demon slayer could be capable of. Like these are supposed to be the higher echelons, the most badass of badassery yeah. of demon slayers. So it was cool to see, even though I do want to see like, what this is each the of justice them, league of demon slayers. Yeah, I do want to see what each of them is capable of. Cause they all had like, when they introduced them, it's like, this one's wind, this one's insect, this one's whatever. Yeah. Love. Well, I'm like, what the fuck is like? How do you kill a demon with love? Like, <laughs> oh, love me. Hugs. <laughs> hugs. Free hugs kill you. Yeah. So I would like to see them get more into that, which I'm pretty sure they will. Oh yeah. Um. But yeah, uh, I, funny enough, <laughs> and this reminded me of you. What? <laughs> I was enjoying the episode, and, and funny, and it, it, this is uh, on the preface that I said I do like this character, but. <laughs> Soon as uh, what's his face came back, oh fucking yellow hair kid. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> I was like, all right, thank you, <laughs> thank you. I was the same way. I was like, oh my gosh, shut up. <laughs> That's exactly what I was doing. As soon as he was yelling about the vitamins, I was like, oh god, please <laughs> stop. I thought, I thought, we, I thought we'd have outgrown this after you had your little badass no. surviving poison. No, he's a member, so. <laughs> <laughs> but. Overall, I, I enjoyed it. I want to know more about uh, the the master, yeah, guy, 
and what his what his deal is. And because I thought there was gonna be a moment where you got, I was like, all right, there's gonna be a moment where you get to see how badass the master is and why he's the master of all of them. And that didn't really come. Like he's really blind. Yeah. Like I didn't think that he was actually blind. But then he's like, what what happened just now when Netsuko is like being faced down by that demon slayer who wants to have her bite him so he can prove that demons are monsters regardless of who it is or whatever. And even that, like the flashback that she had with father and then a mother that humans are precious and all that other stuff. Yeah. That was a nice flash. Talk about not liking flashbacks. I like that flashback. <laughs> Netsuko is so cute. <laughs> Everything she does is so adorable. She is. I want to, and funny, I was like, that'd be a good Jamie cosplay. <laughs> Netsuko? Yeah. Yeah, it would be. <laughs> with the you hear wig. that, Jamie? Wherever you are. <laughs> with the wig and all that other stuff. Yeah. She does that. Like, mm. <laughs> that motion. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, overall, we're giving perfect vision for both episodes. Both episodes. Yeah, I agree. And I really like that moment where uh, Tanjiro runs up to that psycho demon slayer guy that wanted to fuck up Netsuko and headbutts him yeah headbutt the shit out of him yeah. that was awesome like yeah fuck you with his hands behind his back yeah he's like man you, I, he only hit me because I got distracted fuck you <laughs> and then he comes back he's like I'm gonna headbutt him as many times as he stabbed Netsuko that, that was funny <laughs> yeah. yeah that's not against the rules right <laughs> yeah I'm curious to see where they go with these characters cause they're like like you said, they are the top tier. They're like the the pro heroes of the Demon Slayer world. Mm-hmm. So I want to see how they match up against the top tier demons as well. And I'm like, is no one going to train Tanjiro and the other ones? Like, you you would think that. I'm assuming so. Right? They they mentioned like they want him to go after twelve Kazoo whatever the Kizuki's fuck it's called. Or whatever. But it's like, but he came across. He came against one of them already. He got his ass beat. Got his ass beat. Yeah. So. And then they made comments about all the new Demon Slayers aren't being as, like aren't as strong as they should be. That's why all those Demon Slayers got killed before they even got there. Yeah, the ones, the new Demon Slayers. Yeah, basically. Yeah, it's Age of Peace bullshit. Everybody's weak or whatever. And but yeah, I'm excited to see where it's gonna go. I don't, is the season gonna end soon? Right, like 26. <laughs> Is it three more episodes? I assume so. Uh, or it could be like something like Fairy Tale, which was like... Oh, God. Like 50 <laughs> episodes a season or something like that? Yeah. All right. Well, let's get into Dr. Stone. So you know how to... Last week's episode. Oh yeah, let there be lights. I know. Wasn't that this episode? Well, that was. This is the aftermath of that. Oh yeah. But yeah. in the in the last week's episode, it was them uh, serving the ramen and then getting the people to help them create the magnet through the furnace thing or whatever. And then the lightning storm happened, and then they had. And then there's a spy from Sukasa's clan. Yes. He's like a magician. 
Yeah. A mentalist. I'm like, bullshit. Isn't it a weird coincidence where like you revive all the people that you just happen to know and all these exceptional ass people? Yeah. Like, get the fuck out of here. It's like, in this episode, he had the flashback to when he met Tsukasa being the, what is it, the world's primate high schooler or the yeah, fuck? Yeah, primate high schooler or the something like. What the fuck you yeah. talking about? What is this? I'm like, so you just happened to find this one guy that you met. Yeah. <laughs> Though it was badass when they show that wall of the people he's gathered that he's going to revive. Yeah. That was intimidating as fuck. It was. And it, the moment... It reminded me of uh, Game of Thrones. With the wall? The uh, White Walkers. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The wall of White Walkers? Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Uh... I was fucked up because as soon as he finished that flashback, he got quote unquote killed by the, the those two guys with the spear. Yeah, I was like, "Holy shit, they killed him!" But then immediately was like, "Then they nah, walked nah. it back." I was like, "Oh, that's kind of disappointing." Yeah, I was like, "Holy fuck!" That would have like taken the gloves off of like, "Yeah, nobody's safe, bitch. This shit's gonna get about to get real." But I was like, "Oh wait, no, it's food wars again. Never mind." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm glad. I, I was a little disappointed by that. I like his character though, so I also didn't but want yeah, him to die. Yeah, I do like his character and, the way, and what he ended up doing. Yeah, but at the same time, it's still so like. Right. Yeah, you had a dope moment right there. And you just took it back. Yeah, you shouldn't. If you're gonna do that, then don't make him die. Like just have him get his ass beat. Yeah, but not murdered. But that was the, they wanted that shocking moment of like, holy shit, they killed him. <laughs> but then it's like when you walk it back, it like takes it, especially when you walk it back immediately. Yeah, what I thought was fucking hilarious was when they find his body. The, the scientist kid is like, oh my God, are you okay? I'm like, bro. <laughs> it's like blood everywhere. He's got the spirit in his chest. <laughs> I'm like, are yeah. you serious? But then surprise, surprise, he was okay. So it made it funny. But I'm like, get the fuck. Are you okay? That motherfucker's so dead. Um, so would you they, they still haven't shown uh, Yuzuhira and uh, what's-his-face. Yeah, like, it's true. Are, where are they? Even though they went back to the base. They weren't in that scene. They, yeah. they just showed all of his like super buff, angry society guys. He's reviving. <laughs> I'm like, what are they? What are they doing? Are they ever like? Are they not going to show what they're doing until they end up finding Senku back? Or Probably. Is, or is Senku just the only one we're like? We're not going to follow them. We're, we're just only following Senku. We're probably gonna like they're they're or probably gonna, gonna be reveal like one moment where it's like this this half of the season is Senku, but then the next half is gonna be what they're doing. No, it's definitely just gonna follow Senku. They're probably just waiting for a good moment to reveal what what they've been doing or where they are. Probably be like a big hero moment, like oh they're back, yay! But I'm, I'm fine with the characters that are with. I like those. Yeah, I like Chrome and Ryoku, Ryuku, Hyu. I don't know, whatever her name is, the girl. And then uh, other guy, the Ru- melon Ruza Ruz. Ruza Ruz. <laughs> I like her. <laughs> and the melon girl that can fucking become a melon. I'm like, get the, you get. She's you, like the world's greatest detective in that world. <laughs> bro, whenever she transforms to melon, I'm just like, I don't understand. This yeah, world. I don't understand. <laughs> they're, they're all, this show is all about science, and yeah. I'm like, I don't understand the physics of this. <laughs> this is making fucking sense. Um, like, granted, it's a magic world because everybody got turned to stone, but. It's still like yeah. very science heavy, so it's like it's supposed to be realistic. <laughs> How does this work? <laughs> no, 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 no. We got fucking super soldiers in one camp, and we got uh, melon sorceresses in the other. Yeah, a guy's so strong you'll fucking punch, and then he's supposed I'm to be, a, to and death. he's supposed to be a high school. I'm like, this is the grownest ass looking high school student. Eighteen years old, I've at ever most. seen in my life. Probably seventeen, sixteen. Even still, he's <laughs> fucking in his thirties. He punched a lion to death, literally. <laughs> and the way he looks, he looks like he's. 
like 45. Yeah, a voice this deep. And it's like, oh yeah, you're totally 16. Uh... But yeah, so they basically ended the most recent episode with the reveal that uh, the magician guy formed an alliance with Senku based entirely over cola. <laughs> if you can make this cola for me, I'll 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 be on your side. Yeah. So the world of science, all from cola. Yep. So what would you rate the last two episodes? Um. Despite being a little disappointed that they walked back the mentalist uh, guy's death, I still give it a perfect vision. Yeah, it's a high more than passable perfect. It's in that range. I'm enjoying it. I'm just curious where this is going to go. Like, is it building to a war? Like, what is what is happening? Science versus uh, not science. <laughs> yeah, it's going to become like a battle anime, but they're going to use science to help the fight, I guess. Yeah. Okay. Eventually, they're going to fight and turn into mechs. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And on that note, let's get into News of the Week with Michael. She's the Black Iron Man, but she's not Tony Stark. They just don't want their characters, quote unquote. I could call you a nigga. You better not. If he says that shit to you, his ass on Instagram. I don't want hand me down. I don't want kitty gay things. I don't want It's all straight and white. What's going down? Michael News. Still not ready. Wow. Wow, you had two hours. Oh God! <laughs> uh, but we could talk. We could talk trailers. Actually, before we even get into trailers, real quick, uh, send out a rest in power because uh, Robert Axelrod, who was famous for being the voice actor for Lord Zed, he just passed away. Oh yeah, seventy years old. That, that dude was Darth Vader of my childhood. Before I even watched Star Wars, I saw Lord Zed do that turn around in his seat, and I was totally inspired by Darth Vader. So, and he was a very frightening villain as Lord Zed. Like when Zed came around, you're like, "Oh, shit's getting real." Yeah, it felt like Power Rangers was starting to get more like scary. He looked terrifying, especially as a kid. He had no skin. No, the design's badass. No dick either. Yeah, <laughs> well, well he, no, he, had, he, had, he had a metal well, bikini. He had on. a metal bikini on. You don't know what's going on under there. Come on now. <laughs> he was with Rita, so he had to lay it down somehow. Magic. Gross. <laughs> uh, but I met him once. Robert Axelrod. You did? Yeah. The first con I ever went to, I met him. How was that? This was like 10 years ago. And even then, he was like really old. <laughs> That's fucked up to say. But like he seemed like he was like, you know, getting close to... Well, 10 years. He was still 60s. Yeah. But I mean, the fact that he was able to hold on for another 10 years after that... It's kind of amazing. But he'll be missed. Um, Power Rangers! All that shit. <laughs> With that, let's get into uh, some movie trailers. So, first trailer on the list. Bad boys, bad boys. What you gonna do? What you gonna do when it comes to theaters? Hey! Oh, shit. Oh. Come on, man. You can get that buffed out. No. You can get that bucked out. Remember, knock and talk. Yeah, knock, knock. Mighty PD, get down! What the hell happened to knock and talk? Hands behind your head right now. I got this. I'm gonna penetrate this man's soul with my heart. What? Watch and learn. Sir, I realize that you're scared. You know, sometimes fear. How deep you think you got in his soul? I'm done, Mike. I'm a bit tired. Uh-oh, here we go again. You want your legacy to be muscle shirts and body counts? 
Look at this mess. It's carnage. I didn't do all this. You didn't shoot anybody? Well, come on, Captain. You know I shot some people. Yeah. Fuck me. Fuck. 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 What'd you think? The trailer? Yeah. Oh, first of all, they're not boys. <laughs> Bad men. Bad past middle-aged men. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, Will Smith still looks good. But yeah, Martin, but... But I'm not gonna fat. I'm not fat shaming Martin. But I'm not fat shaming, but it's a clear, clear. His, vo- his his voice even sounds tired. Tired, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's but seems- I think this is probably the first movie he's done in like since Big Mama or some shit. Uh, yeah, a long time. Well, no, he's done a movie since Big Mama. Has he's- he? Big Mama was his last. His last. I don't remember what his last movie was, but he's done movies since Big Mama. But this is like hmm. it's been a while. Honestly, the trailer just seemed really generic. I didn't. I didn't I, get anything yeah, out of it. I, was, I agree. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, hey, remember how uh, Will Smith and, and Martin Lawrence with banter and bad boys? Well, here it is again. It's I like, didn't. Really, you okay. didn't really feel that, and it, like you didn't really get the, the the banter and the chemistry that they had. They had Martin Lawrence give out some one liner jokes that weren't that funny. No. Yeah, like the, that in joke with like you're messing up the lyrics, and it takes a long time to memorize it. I'm like, what? Hilarious? <laughs> like, what the fuck? No, you're not smart enough to understand the joke. I guess. <laughs> it's funny because it's hard to memorize the lyrics because it's just two words. Bad boys, bad boys. <laughs> what you gonna do? What you what gonna, gonna do, do when, when they, they come, come for you? you? That's hard to memorize. Okay. All right. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just... I feel like this is a, one of those times where it's like a sequel that's too late. Like, this should have been 10 years ago. Way too late. Yeah. <laughs> Well, who knows? Maybe it'll be like Toy Story 4. It's like, do you really need it? Oh, I enjoyed it. I doubt it. But yeah, I'm like, oh, man, you're giving them a lot of credit here. I don't know. <laughs> they didn't even give like any details of like what the story is in the trailer, really. No, Will Smith and Martin Lawrence. That's all you need. Yeah. That's the story. Martin Lawrence was to retire, and Will Smith was like, what? But I'm like, yeah, it makes sense. <laughs> I mean, not if they're that. Usually people retire when they're like in their 60s or something. Martin's not that old. He's like in his 40s. People don't ret- people don't retire in your forties. Martin Lawrence is in his fifties, or maybe he's in his maybe he's in his fifties. They oh. gotta be in their fifties, and they're 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 not even like deputies or like sheriffs. They're still like the grunt cops. I don't think you should still be in the field when you're that old, bro. Like especially when they're like they're they're busting drug dens. Okay, and- he's fifty four. Yeah, bro, retire. <laughs> you should be having- even then, like, still going to my point. People don't people don't retire. At you should when you're having shootouts with the, with fucking criminals. Well, maybe retire <laughs> from doing active duty. But- yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you are way too old for chasing down criminals and fucking fighting the mafia and shit like that. <laughs> but I don't know. <laughs> like, bro, you're way past that. Like, they Martin Lawrence should be the guy giving the orders. The captain? Yeah, the captain. But then you can't bring the captain back. Oh, nostalgia. Did you want the captain? <laughs> like, oh, the captain is the best part. Have him make a cameo or something. And then I was I was talking to my friend Mike about this. Not you, different Mike. Uh, what you call it? Why not have Will Smith training somebody new and have Martin Lawrence be the captain? You know what I mean? Like, because it's not bad boys. I mean, you can still have Martin Lawrence around, just not running around. Because they're the bad boys. They're bad men. <laughs> we need boys. <laughs> I don't know. I'll, I'll like to see someone like King Bach be uh, be in a movie like this. Who? King Bach. What the fuck is that? On you on Instagram, YouTube, the the funny guy. Again, who the fuck is that? <laughs> oh, man, you're so not with the times, Michael King Bach. 
Okay. Right, I'll continue and I'll bring up some some from him. Is he king of the Bach? I don't know. But uh, what else? Next trailer. Uh, so I talked about this on the news before that uh, Disney didn't know how to promote it. I guess they decided to come out with it. So uh, Taika Waititi's. I don't know who the fuck that is. Well, this is like a joke song he did, but this guy. Like, he almost seems like a young Will Smith. I think the only reason I know... Had... Oh, shit. <laughs> he looks familiar. <laughs> oh, he's funny. I don't know, but I don't know who he is. Okay, well, he's an internet guy. Has he been... I think... Has he been in Splax videos? He's been... Yeah, 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 yeah. That's where I know him from. Yeah. Well, you know Splack, but not King Because I went to school with him. You went to school with Splack? Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. Why aren't we rich? <laughs> clearly, we weren't friends. Oh, my God. We're, we're school uh, classmates, so we know each other. Like, wow. if I sent him a message, he, like, but we weren't, like, friend friends. What? That's like a... Well, okay, you weren't friend friends. But I'm like, bro, we could be using that somehow. I don't know how, but somehow. I randomly sent him, like, hey, Gene, how you doing? Yep. Mm-hmm. Could I get... Could you shot me out, Gene? Yup. <laughs> That's his real name, in case people don't know. Gene Toussaint. I didn't know that. <laughs> yes, Black. You got an insight. Do I really? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. I, I don't. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Which I'm just like, God damn it. Why am I not... <laughs> <laughs> why am I not Splack? <laughs> yeah, why am I not Splack? <laughs> just wasting my time. I'm wasting my life. I got another friend that I went to school with. She's on Broadway right now. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, well, clearly, <laughs> I fucked up my life. <laughs> Somewhere along the line. Meanwhile, I'm just here on an unpaid podcast. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Make me feel bad. <laughs> so, guys, be like us. <laughs> Don't be like Splack. No rich people. or <laughs> Don't be like Splack. Don't be like my friend that's on Broadway. <laughs> be the unsuccessful friend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But speaking of unsuccessful, going back to Jojo Rabbit. Okay. Will this be a success? Mm. Are you asking uh, me? Yeah. Uh-huh. What'd you think know. about it? Well, I understand why Disney was questioning that they would release this under Fox Searchlight. It's because it's a a movie about... Like, a, 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 it almost seems like a romantic comedy, but about Nazi Germany and Hitler. And Hitler is the imaginary friend of this Nazi kid. And it's, it's like, I don't know, it's, it's weird. It's a thing only Taika Waititi could come up with. That's the best way I can explain it. But, though at first, my knee-jerk reaction was to be offended by it. Because I'm like, wow, I don't know how I feel about the Holocaust being a big joke. But because it's from the perspective of a little You're kid, the problem, Jordan, just like Dave Chappelle said. Yeah, I mean, kinda. That, but that was my, re- my first reaction. My, my initial knee-jerk reaction is like, oof. Making jokes about the Holocaust, though? Oof. Especially when they show like in the trailer the little Jewish girl she, that the kid meets, and I'm like, bro, he she's hiding for her life. We're making this like a joke right now, talking about burning books. But I'm like, but they burn Jews. This is not okay. <laughs> but when you think about it from the perspective of a kid, it's like it kind of makes sense. And it seems like they have a greater message of yeah, these things are terrible. And you kind of see that with the imagery of like the the army guys in the back of a truck at one point, and just the fact that the Jewish girl is hiding for her life. I feel like there'll be like elements of darkness in it, 
But because we're only looking at this from the eyes of the kid protagonist, that's the excuse for the movie to not get as dark as you would about a Holocaust subject. Because like a kid, a kid's not seeing it from all those angles. The kid's only seeing it from, oh, well, this is the the rhetoric and the, the propaganda that I've been taught. And I see it from this very childlike uh, perspective. So I kind of, I, I think it actually could be a very thought-provoking movie. I just think the premise itself is kind of like, oof, really? That's what we're going to do? Okay. But I think when you see the movie... Yeah, I'm curious. It like, could be granted, good. The movie might be good. I've heard it could people, be good. I've heard, I've heard some people say, like, actual critics that get paid and could get pre-advanced uh, screenings of movies, that they said this is their favorite movie of the year. Wow. So... And that's part of how I knew about the movie even long before I saw the trailer. Mm. And so, and then it's Taika Waititi. So more than likely, it might be funny. But my whole thing it's is... It's going to be funny. My, my thing is, I'm like, how did you come up with this? And I'm like, what, Bro, man? <laughs> I have no idea. I mean... Like, what was the impetus of even, like, drawing up a movie like this? Maybe, we, but I feel like we have to see the movie to understand the message. Maybe the message is, it's, it's to give you perspective. Like, yeah, I mean... Cause I mean, just children, like I mentioned, just like I mentioned before, well, I was like, anything to... could be funny, like even something like nine eleven. But even still, like people don't, you still don't, people still don't touch nine eleven. People still, for the most part, don't touch the Holocaust. Yeah, it's like too, too recent. Yeah, oh, so it's not even recent. Nine eleven is too recent. Like there are certain things that people just don't touch because yeah. it's still. But I feel like the movie could have a greater message of no one's inherently evil. It's what you're taught. You know what I mean? I feel like that is probably the greater message of the story. That's why like having Hitler be a comedic figure because it's the imag- it's the imaginative Hitler the kid imagines, not the actual Hitler. I feel like that's like a a good place to kind of explore what makes like how propaganda affects people. You know what I'm saying? Mhm. I feel like it, it could be interesting. And think about Taika Waititi's uh his hand in Thor Ragnarok, how even though it was comedic, it still walked that line between comedy and tragedy at times. Like with the uh, moment, ish, ish. But I think he did it well. Because you, you could also make the argument like because he tried to make it so comedic, there were certain there were genuine moments where there should have been drama that he didn't take. Like for example, all of Thor's best friends were pretty much slaughtered. And yet, there was no recognition of that. Well, that wasn't... Just, that, like, yeah, the, the Warriors, just the no Warriors scene. 3. The Warriors 3. It was just missing a scene. It needed a scene where he's like, by the way, your friends are dead. What? And like, <laughs> his, whole, his whole planet was destroyed. And it's like, all right, moving on. Yeah, but most people got away. So you can be like, that's why it wasn't as effective to him. But I'm just saying, like, the scene with Thor and Loki, where they're in the elevator. Most people got away. Like, not, not well, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, in the scene with Thor and Loki, where... That was a real, genuine moment. There were, like, it, it broke the comedy for a very emotional beat, which I would argue is probably the most emotional beat, the most I've felt for Thor and Loki's characters in any of the Thor movies. And it's a very comedic movie, but in that one scene, Taiko T was able to flip it from comedy to talking about some real shit and establishing their relationship more than I think any of the other Thor movies have. I felt the brotherly bond in that moment more than any of the other movies. Yeah, like I really did like that scene. Like I've always seen the best in you, Loki, or whatever he said. Yeah, and you just can see in Loki's face he's like, "Shit, I feel really terrible now." (laughs) (laughs) Like you know what I mean? And like it didn't. And he flipped right back to comedy. I feel like if you took that sensibility and applied it to the movie like this, 
I feel like it could have that same level of gravitas. So there is a message, but it's in this wrapping of comedy. I could be wrong, but I, I think it's more than meets the eye. Transformers! <laughs> Hitler in disguise. <laughs> so yeah, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. I, I, I do want to see it, though. But yeah, I'm definitely curious to see it. Something I'm oh, not all that curious to see, but... <laughs> what? Uh, that, uh... I was, about, I was about to say Uncanny Comic Quest. What the fuck is his new name? Cinema Hooked. There you go. That he sent us a message saying, oh, you guys going to talk about this? I think it looks interesting. Hey. <laughs> is that you here, Chris? Yes. <laughs> uh, black Christmas. Not to be confused with a celebration of Christmas with black people. <laughs> That's what I thought it was. <laughs> but dark, a dark Christmas. A horror Christmas movie. Mm. Who cares? <laughs> I said, who cares? Uh, I like horror Christmas movies. I like horror, but it's like... It's I like, like Krampus. It looks like a, gen- a generic slasher movie. Except for that one scene. Yeah, except for that one scene was like, wait, is this magic? Yeah. Because <laughs> how does this happen? It seems kind of occulty. It's like some kind of cult or something. So, I mean, it's Blumhouse, so it might be good. Blumhouse, sometimes they're hit or miss, but more times they're hit than miss. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm still going to check it out. Like. Same. Happy Death Day is one of my favorite movies. Like, I love that movie. I didn't see the second one. I did. It's all right. But I, I love the Happy Death Day one, Get Out. Me too. So, I, yeah, I'll check this out because I do. I love horror movies like this. But does it look super intriguing from the trailer alone? Eh, not really. It just feels like any slasher, like Scream or I Know What You Did Last Summer. I was say, it looks like a generic slasher movie. And then there's a moment where, like... It seems like the killer calls her, and I'm just like, it's Scream. Hello, hello, <laughs> Sydney. What's your favorite Christmas movie? Yeah. <laughs> Facts. But, you know, it looks to be deceiving. Who knows? Because there was that weird mannequin scene, so maybe there's more to it than what we're getting from the trailer. Do you like Nightmare Before Christmas, Sydney? <laughs> this is Halloween. This is Halloween. I'm down for it, though. Yeah, I'm, I'm like, I'm like lukewarm on it. I'm down for it. <laughs> I hope there's more to it than what it seems. I'll say that. But uh, speaking of something, I'm down for, it, and it actually comes out on my birthday. Dirt. So, uh, first love is a Netflix movie that comes out, and it's basically about uh, it's like a live action anime, more or less. It's not an actual based on an anime, but it's like the anime trope. It's like. Uh, it's actually in Japanese, so it's subtitles, and then it's about a, a boxer who is at the wrong place in the wrong time, and he saves this girl, and then the girl is being chased by the Yakuza, and so he he's this this lone man that takes out, more or less, by the end of the movie, he takes out a whole gang. How? And, <laughs> and who is he? Kind of like, what did what uh, Captain America say? I'm just a guy from Brooklyn. Yeah. I'm just and this guy, Brooklyn. I'm just a boxer. <laughs> Sure, sure, sure. Being a boxer means you can fight people with guns. Yeah, you can fight people with guns. <laughs> uh, who are trained killers. But and a whole gang of them. Like you're not even a professional boxer. You're a boxer for fun. Like, <laughs> like Saitama. That's, that's what I said. It's like a prequel to One Punch Man. <laughs> but with that said, it looks fun. It does look fun. I, I was confused. I don't know how much sex. I don't, there's definitely no magic in it, but it's, it looks like it's going to have blood, blood, sex, and gore. So this is a Netflix-produced Japanese movie? Yes. Is this the first time they've done this before? No. So they do like I don't think so. they do produce foreign films too. I mean, think about all the anime that's going to Netflix. 
it's a good point. It's a good point. Okay. Uh, it looks interesting, but if it's on Netflix, so like that's an easy watch for me. I don't gotta leave my house. So, <laughs> like, if it was a movie, movie, I probably wouldn't see it. But no, if it was a on, movie, movie, I wouldn't go to the theaters for this. Yeah, but on Netflix, yeah, check it out. Yeah, it looks fun. So yeah. we'll see. It's called First Love. That beat uh, in the trailer where he punches the guy who's chasing her—that looked dope. So if they have moments like that throughout, like anime style, I'm down. But something that won't be a first love of mine, and it's probably gonna be trash more than likely because, especially, it comes out in January. So it's called Gretel and Hansel, not to be confused with Hansel and Gretel starring <laughs> Jeremy Renner, yeah, which I didn't—I didn't dislike that movie. I thought it was cheesy as fuck. Yeah, that's my issue. But with I would have liked to have seen a sequel. <laughs> I don't know if I wanted to see a sequel. What are you, what are you the Penguin? <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, this one, it seems like they're actually taking the grim fairy tale and making it into a movie. Yeah, just straight up horror. Yeah. I'm but not... Like, uh, it's been done to death. not interested. <laughs> yeah, it's like, we get it. She eats kids. The end. Can we move on now? <laughs> like, on. like, it's not enough of a twist anymore. I've seen this story done too many times. Or maybe the twist is... They eat themselves. They, no. <laughs> they eat her. Oh, that'd be a fucking. That's something. Isn't that kind of what happens? Though? Like, don't they? They don't eat her, but don't they bake her? Like put her in the well, oven. They, throw, they put her in the oven. Yeah. Now if it ends with well, them eating time her, they're gonna eat her. That'd be fucking dark. <laughs> that'd be cool. Then this is how you get the Walking Dead. <laughs> but uh, speaking of the Walking Dead, this guy's the Walking Doctor. The Walking Doctor. Yes, huh? Doctor Sleep. Hi. You can hear me. You're magic. Like me. I don't know about magic. I always called it the shining. The world is a hungry place. A dangerous place. These people, they hurt people like us. These hunted devils, they'll eat what shines. And they noticed that little girl. Wow, hi there. Get out of my head! Get out! I haven't felt power like that in so long. They're coming. Oh, sleepwalking. Oh. I don't know. <laughs> Obi-Wan Kenobi is. <laughs> The Walking Doctor. It's the prequel to before he became a Jedi. I I don't understand what this fucking movie's about. I don't either. It's is it like, gonna be like the X Men? And they're they're, gonna... all, they're all superheroes. Where they, these evil evil group of people are trying to eat the shine people with the shining powers. They're trying to eat them. When they mentioned they eat the shine. Oh, I didn't realize that. That's weird. This this so feels maybe like not literally eat them, but like take eat their, their ability. Yeah, this is weird. It's like the shining through the filter of a superhero. So you like movie. saw that little girl, she was or the woman staring at the little girl through like a convenience store or something. You like she felt the hands touch the back of her neck because I guess she wanted to. I've never felt a power like that before. But that's how the shining works. Isn't that, the, isn't that how the shining works? Didn't that happen to? Yeah, him? but it seems like the woman's going after the like. She's, oh, oh yeah, I've yeah. never felt a power like that before. I want it. Yeah. So it's like a, again, it feels like the shining through the filter of like the X Men. Like I don't. Unless this is going to end in a big superhero battle at the end, I don't understand what this movie's going to be. Is but it a horror like, movie? But it's, but it's, I, I thought The Shining was like seeing dead people or some shit or whatever. It is. 
So how is she? And, see- and, but it's also psychic. It's it's you're telepathically linked to other people who have psychic powers. I was gonna say. So how is she seeing the woman? The woman is able to touch the back of her head. Because she must have the shining too. But then why does she want her shining? She, I, don't know. I, don't know. I don't know. He should became Siler. Now that heroes. Clearly we got to read the book. There's some hero shit. Siler. But I don't know. I'm in for it. I like Stephen King stuff. How does so. that work? You know what I'm saying? But I like Stephen King stuff, so I'm, I'm, I'm here for it. I'm curious. Whatever. Uh, I just don't know how the fuck it's going to go. But speaking of how uh, something is going to go, well, we know how the box office for It Chapter 2 went. And it huh. opened at $91 million. That's, which, that's good for radar movie. Which sounds great. But? But It Chapter 1 opened at $123 million. Mm. So it took a huge, like a almost $30 million drop mm. from 1 to 2. Mm. So the question is, why? Why is that? Uh, that's, do you know? <laughs> do you know why? Fucking, uh, I want to see it. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, my theater was packed. So I'm surprised by that. Maybe. Did Avengers just like sap the money out of everybody all year? And like, I don't see any more movies this year. I saw Endgame. I'm done. Well, no, other movies made, like, think of The Lion King beat Black Panther's box office. That's true. But nostalgia. Or like Spider Man Far From Home or I mean Spider Yeah, Far From Home. Also was it chapter Toy one Story. released in during Halloween, wasn't it? Wasn't it in October? This is in September. I think so. Maybe I don't that, remember. Maybe that has an effect on it? It's coming out too soon for a horror movie? I think maybe part of it is also like it hasn't this one hasn't gotten as uh rave reviews. As be part of it, chapter yeah. one did. True. And three hours. <laughs> yeah, and three hours. So you can't have as many repeat viewings. Right? Isn't that, isn't that also what part of what makes movies big? The more times you can see it yeah, in the Yeah, the theater? more times you can see it in theaters. So yeah. three hours, yeah. How long was the original? Two? I'll look it up. I think it was probably like two and a half. I can look it up. Or not even close to two and a half. Maybe like 220. Yeah, I was going to say like 215 or something like that. But uh, number two is Angel Has Fallen, which I haven't seen. Wasn't interested. I haven't, because I haven't seen, I've saw, I've seen Olympus Has Fallen, but I didn't see London Has Fallen, and I didn't really care about Angel. Oh, wow. It was actually 226. Okay. So, so two I, and a half. So I'll get six minutes off, because I said 220. Yeah. Number three is Good Boys, which you still haven't seen. I'm like, Good Boys is still holding on been out for a while because they're good boys <laughs> and lion king is still on the top four lion king is number four at the box office overcomer is number five i don't know what the fuck that is <laughs> hobbs and shaw is number six so it's still in the top 10 uh also in the top 10 is scary stories to tell in the dark it's made a total of 62 million dollars domestically and number nine is ready or not here i come <laughs> which, is, which is still in the top 10 and right now which is good because i like the fact that like like I mentioned before, I think it's probably as of right now it's probably my favorite movie of the year, but it's made twenty five twenty five point six million domestically, and Dora the Explorer rounds out the top ten, making a total fifty four point one. What else? Oh, so more news on the Sony Spider Man uh, deal, basically. 
continuing from the conversation from last week, but the CEO of Sony Pictures basically says, as of right now, the door is closed. No! For the moment, the door is closed on any possibility on Spider-Man returning to the MCU. But he kind of left the door open by basically saying that Spider-Man does have a long life. So, yeah, the door is closed right now. So Spider-Man 3, kind of like what the emailer said, Spider-Man 3 is going to be all about Spider-Man in the MCU, I mean, outside of the MCU, devoid of the MCU, divorced from the MCU. But going forward, maybe, who knows, he'll show up and maybe Spider-Man 4 will be part of the MCU again. And it's like, I don't know. I feel like it'd be weird. Like, why? How do you do a movie not being able to mention any of the Marvel characters? But then in the next movie, it's like, okay, we're back in the MCU. I mean, if you don't talk about it, what's the big deal? If he's on the run for the third movie and then the fourth movie. But it's weird. Like, even if you're on the run, like, how are you on the run? But then you're not bringing up, maybe I need to call the Avengers. Then I need to call Nick Fury. I need to call. I mean, I think we. I mean, yeah, that like, doesn't make any sense. Like, again, sense. like, going back to what I was saying, like, uh, granted, by the end of the movie, he made his suit, but it's still Stark Tech. Yeah. So, how do you justify that? Like, you can't, you can't talk about your suit being Stark Tech. Yeah, I mean, I, I think if for one movie they don't mention anything from the MCU, it won't well, be then that doesn't noticeable. He, doesn't he have Edith back in, by the end of the other movie? That came from Tony Stark. Yeah. I'm sure they'll find <laughs> some reason why he can't make any references to any MCU things. Or if Mysterio is alive again, his whole thing was he was fired and he's using a bunch of tech that he made from Stark. Yeah, they just won't talk about that. And just be like, hey, Mysterio's back. You want to talk about why he hates you? Nah. <laughs> he just hates Spider-Man because he followed his plans. What, the Tony Stark stuff? The who stuff? I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I think it's doable. And I wouldn't mind that. I wouldn't mind. Vulture. I wouldn't mind them not having any connections to the MCU for one movie and then for the fourth movie, you know, retying it together. As long as they don't do anything that is irreversible. Like, if they, they make some big change to his character they can't roll back or something. I don't, I don't even know what that would be, but... As long as they don't fuck up the fuck up the story in some way, and just have it able to slide right back into that MCU slot later, I think it's doable. Now, looking at it from our perspective, we'd be like, "Why didn't he just call Tony Stark? Ignore that! <laughs> Ignore <Yeah>. that! <laughs> Contracts! Yeah, and maybe they'll even make a joke about that in the fourth movie. It's like, wait, so you were running for your life, Peter? Yeah, it was crazy after my dinner got revealed. Why didn't you just call us? What? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? I lost your phone number. <laughs> yeah, something. Something like that. But yeah. You were busy. Yeah, I was out. Like, you know what I mean? I don't know. It's trash. <laughs> but uh, also, uh, with that, be- because of the, the, the uh, Sony split from uh, the MCU, uh, Sony is now setting into motion to do five or six TV shows set in the Spider-Man world. What those TV shows are, we don't know. But now they're trying to expand on the whole... Remember I mentioned before that... What was it? The S? I don't remember. But the, mm-hmm. the acronym that I came... It was just like the Sony universe of Spider-Man characters. The 
S U S C. Suck. <laughs> okay. So part of that is now they're expanding. They want to do live action TV show properties within the Spider-Man universe. So uh, all I talk about, remember the Aunt May movie? Well, it's not going to be an Aunt May movie. It's going to be an Aunt May TV show. Oh my God. Why? Why? Is this is the shit I don't want. I don't want them to wring the franchise dry. But they don't have a choice because Spider-Man is Yeah, they their, do. Don't do that. <laughs> as of right now, Spider-Man is their biggest selling property. Yes, Spider-Man. Not Spider-Man and everything, like every minutia character around him. So because of that, they're gonna want, they're gonna want it. Cause again, what else does Sony besides Jumanji? What else does Sony have going for it? I don't even know. Men in Black flopped. Yeah. I mean, they still got uh, the James Bond movies, but that's like they don't do those every year, or every other year. Yeah. So it's like, of course, they're gonna wring that towel dry. And eventually, you're gonna get like you're gonna go you're right gonna get, back to where we were before. You're gonna where get, people yeah, are gonna fuck. even that. Yeah, you're gonna get annoyed with Spider-Man properties because like you're gonna, you're not gonna care. Yeah. Because at least Marvel, you could do a Captain America movie. Then you could do Iron Man. Then you could do Guardians of the Galaxy. You could do Thor. You could mm. do Shang Chi. You can do Black Widow. It's like and yes, they're all exciting. set. They're all set in the Marvel universe. Yeah. But they're all still different. And what makes that they're exciting not all is, the same character. Yeah. And what makes that exciting is that it feels like it's leading somewhere. It's building up to something like an Avengers. But with Spider Man, what's it gonna what's it building up to? Sinister Six. Sinister Six. Black Cat, Silver Sable, they're going to throw in Craven, Morbius. Morbius. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Venom. And then like, you, you can't have... Venom, Venom, going to get him. <laughs> you can't have all the fucking villain characters have their own movies, and then I'm rooting for Spider-Man when they fight? I'm confused. Like, <laughs> did you, do, I, do I root for the bad guys or the good guy here? Both. Stupid. <laughs> Stupid. But, uh... Speaking of uh, rooting for somebody, so uh, Young Avengers are back in the news. Okay. And uh, specifically, Wiccan and Hulkling. Hey, my favorite, my <laughs> Why? favorite too. And they're in the news because, uh, did you know they were gay? No, really? <laughs> no way. Where apparently the mayor of Brazil didn't know this. Uh, okay. Marcelo Civella. And uh, 10 years. This comic has been out for about 10 years. He has... There's uh, like a book convention or something going on in uh, uh, Brazil right now called the Book Benial. What? And it's an international like book convention in Brazil. 19th anniversary. And... In that book convention, they are selling copies of the Avengers Children's Crusade comic, which was a large event that focused, centered on the Young Avengers and Scarlet Witch specifically, and uh, Doctor Doom kidnapped Wanda, and he wanted to use her reality warping powers, again, like he wanted to steal his reality warping powers for his own, and the Young Avengers went to go, they used uh, Wiccan and Speed's connection to the fact that that's their mother, try to find her. Yada, 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 big event. They fight Dr. Doom. Dr. Doom loses. They win. Yeah. And in that issue, again, Wicked and Hulkling, they're gay. <laughs> I, and, I would never have known that. And they're dating each other. Whoa. <laughs> so the issue ended with them having their first on-screen kiss. Okay. And, uh, hold up, let me show. And the president of Brazil said that, that's gay. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> 
like I said, it came out 10 years ago, even to the point that it's making major, um, the major Brazilian newspaper. But this is what the panel looked like, minus all the news clippings or the news articles. All right. Well, he didn't like that. So he, he was ordering that copies of Young Avengers Children Crusade is not only banned from that book convention, he wanted to order his police force to go into that book convention and seize all copies of the book, even from people's fingers. If you bought the book, you cannot have it in your hands because it's corrupting our children. What? So now there are protests and riots and all the stuff going on in Brazil right now, all because of Wiccan and Hulkling. Mm. Stupid. <laughs> so could this perhaps like set off Brazil's version of Stonewall? Maybe. All because of Wiccan and Hulkling. Of all characters. Okay. <laughs> sure. Sure, Brazil. But uh, so Jim Jim Chung, who's the original artist behind Young Avengers, uh, responded. Uh, it was a great surprise today to learn that the mayor of Rio de Janeiro decided to ban the sale of my and Alan Heinberg, who was the writer, Avengers Children's Crusade, and his art is fucking great, for allegedly inappropriate material. For those not familiar with the work we've done in, uh, from 2010, the controversy involves a kiss between two male characters. Now, I don't know what prompted the mayor to seek out a work that is almost a decade old. Which yeah, is the exactly. Same thing I said. What? <laughs> of all things. And and that had already been on sale for many years, but I can't say honestly that there was no hidden motivation or agendas behind the work in promoting any particular lifestyle nor targeting any unique audience. The scene merely depicts a tender moment between two characters who are in a, an established relationship. As an artist, my passion is to tell stories, stories of great heroism, compassion, and love with as authentic and diverse characters as possible, characters that depict every walk of life and color, whether they be black, white, brown, yellow, or green, which is literally because Hulkling is green. Mm -mm -mm. The fact that this book from almost a decade ago is now being drawn into the spotlight by the mayor perhaps only highlights how out of touch he might be with the current times. The LGBTQ community is here to stay, and I have nothing but love and support for those who continue to struggle for validity and a voice to be heard. I hope the beautiful people of Brazil, the wonderfully diverse and proud nation, will see through this political noise and place their focus on the light and on ways to unite rather than to help sow the seeds of conflict and division. And then with that, he posted his pencils. I don't know if he recently drew that, but mm. Hulkland and Teddy, I mean, Hulkland and Billy, Teddy and Billy in a tender moment of embrace on the couch. Okay. And then also with that, now all copies of Young Avengers uh, or Avengers Children's Crusade in Brazil specifically have all sold out. <laughs> okay. So. What a twist of that tale. Now it's perfectly ripe for Marvel to announce that they're coming to the MCU. <laughs> Give me Hawkland and Wiccan. I feel like it's something that should be in a DC Plus show. Racist. Why? <laughs> Talk like, about. Why they got to be in TV? We can't do it in the movie. More time to establish the characters. You're right. I don't know if I want. That's why I, I, I don't. I was like, I don't know if I rather want a movie because because you know the you could be more epic with the scale or Disney Plus. You could, I don't feel like you, again, you could spend more epic. time with the characters. Yeah, I feel. I feel like that's something you want to spend more time with them rather than something. Because think about the butt. Like think about their power set. Like Hulkling with the shape shit, the, the things that he could transform into, or Wiccan with basically warp reality, just like his mother. Yeah. 
But the Disney Plus or shows like have CGI like CGI with his brother's speed. Like think about some of the Flash's speed CGI is like no, it's terrible. Yeah, but the Disney Plus shows are supposed to have the same budget or similar budget to movies, right? That's what we've seen, but I'm pretty sure that's like for their Star Wars. Is like every property gonna get that budget level of budget? Know. I don't know. Well, maybe if it needs it, I don't know. I mean, I'm curious to see what they do with the Scarlet Witch series. How much? I'm season? curious of what that series is even like. What? Yeah, what's gonna be? What is it even? <laughs> but uh, oh, <laughs> but yeah. So uh, Matt Reeves is saying that. Uh, oh wait, I think I've heard this. Have is, you? Is this Catwoman news? No. Oh, never mind. But that that's next. Oh man. <laughs> but Matt Reeves is talking about Catwoman. Well, this is another not a woman, but it's going to the Catwoman news. It is it is a person of color. Mm. So Matt Reeves is saying that he wants Mahershala Ali for his Commissioner Gordon. Okay. And can we just roll the other news? And, yeah, well? rolling that. He also wants a woman of color. To play Catwoman. So everybody's black now. Well, woman or of color. Spanish be, or whatever. Yeah, it could be Asian. Which is, if you're going to do that, give me, I would like an Asian, like make Catwoman Asian. Why? Why Asian? I don't know. It's just, <laughs> it's, I don't know. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, if you're going to make it a woman of color, make her Asian. I don't like any of this. <laughs> just keep it the way it is. Like, Commissioner Gordon and Selena Kyle are so iconic. Just let them be fucking white. Who cares? Like... I'm not, I don't want, and I feel like this is exactly what I've brought before in the podcast, where it's like, I don't want every single character to be race or gender swapped. I don't need that. I don't want that. Yeah, I mean, think about Black Canary. I don't want that either. I mean, you're doing it fine, but on paper. But you say that, but then you're like, but I was fine with the aerial news. (laughs) I was fine with it. But I think it's because I've seen that done. I was going to say, so what makes that different then? I've seen that done. You've seen what done? I've seen that done well. Well, I guess you could say that for Selena Kyle. You've seen too. what done? Ariel. Little Mermaid. I've seen an, the animated version. That's Oh, I was like, you've seen a black Ariel? Like, no, 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 I've seen a I've seen a white Ariel. So now it's like, okay. And, and this is now a different medium. Now we're not doing animated, we're gonna remake this thing. Well you can say the same thing. You've seen a white catwoman. <laughs> but it's not it's not the same as like a, a one off like cartoon. An Ariel is iconic too. And She's a princess of heart. Yeah, but we're adapting something from a cartoon to live action I think because they're both one-offs I'm okay with Ariel being black for this one live action movie because I already got the animated movie with her being her iconic self but you never got a live action movie with her being her iconic self but I don't need it because it'll never be as good as the animated movie (laughs) like then it's just the same movie but worse at least this way it's a little different but with something like Catwoman like, this is setting up a universe, right? Like, I don't need an Asian or black cat woman in every single movie. I would like to see a comic accurate, and I haven't seen this shit in live action, a comic accurate cat woman or Batman, but in the in a, in a epic live action scale. The closest we've got is The Dark Knight, but that's not really comic accurate. That's like Christopher Nolan gritty and realistic. But I would like a comic accurate cat woman. I haven't seen that yet in live action. You get, you get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's what I'm looking for. My thing is, even though for the most part, when it comes to like the the issues of of, of swapping 
like gender and races and all the other stuff. In many instances, I don't have a problem with it, but at the same time, I don't want it to become the point where it's now becoming such a trend to do it that you ignore the female, black, Asian, gay characters that we already have in comics that now you're not doing, that you're not giving me. Mm. Okay. For, exa- for example, all this talk about making a black Superman, Michael B. Jordan is Superman, but then it's like, but this is me, like, you have Icon. Why can't we get an Icon movie? Yeah. Making Mr. Terrific gay or whatever, you already have Aqualad. Can we see Aqualad in a movie? Are we ever going to see Aqualad show up in a movie? Mm. Or Midnighter and Apollo or Dr. Voodoo. Are we ever going to see him show up? But You made Baron Mordo black. Granted, he's a villain. But are we ever going to see Brother Voodoo or uh, um, all these other characters? No, I get what you're saying. I completely understand where you're coming from. I'll leave it in my mind. Or uh, Static or you made... I'm, I'm drawing a blank, but yeah. All no, this, no, I, I agree with what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just feel like on the grand scheme of things... Like all this talk about you're making one of the Eternals gay, and for the most part, as far as I know, I don't know that much about the Eternals, but as far as I know, none of them have been established as gay. But also, the more you do this, the more you're le- lending to the other argument of this just feels forced. Like it doesn't feel... Remember at one point we were thinking like, oh, maybe Michael B. Jordan got the role for Human Torch because he was the best actor for it. Like maybe he was the, the best person to audition for it. But like now it just seems like they're looking for that. It's not even like, oh, we're looking for the best actors. It's no, now it's just like, no, we're looking for somebody, for, we're looking for a person of color. Or we're looking for, you know, whatever, a gay person for this role. It just feels like, I don't know, like that you're, you're ignoring the other people that might be auditioning for the role as well, but in a different way. Uh, for me, it just feels it, it. It leads credence too much to that argument of this feels too. Part of you like now you sound like the guy from Collider who's like, I want to be the lead in a Jordan Peele movie. <laughs> Why can't I be the lead? <laughs> I think it should be an option. I think a white guy should be or a white woman should be able to audition for Selena Kyle. Like you know what I mean? Well, but, that's different than but, saying I I need to be as a white guy. I feel like I should be able to audition for a Jordan Peele movie. Well, that's what he's saying. Yeah. What I'm saying is it, you're just you're closing that door on talent. Because you're 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 drilling down on I want this person to be this race or I want this person to be this sex or this sexuality, but it's like you're and it's like yes, on you're the still one, excluding on, people. On the one hand, I do get it because the majority of these characters were created during a time when Jim Crow was still a thing. Yes, black people still did not have rights. Women they still didn't have the right to vote and yada yada yada. Yes, so you're 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 making these same characters that was taken from that that were in that time period. And yet they're still going all these years later, all these decades later. They're outliving even their original creators. And so, yes, you do want to kind of change things with the times. Because, yes, maybe if you created the Marvel Universe now, as opposed to in 1960, before the Voting Rights Act and the Civil Rights Act, it would be way more diversified and way more different. And, 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 and... I don't know what the word. But I'm trying, trying to, to retroactively go back and fix that. It so does. it's like I get. So I get it in that aspect because yeah, if you create, if you start like even think about the Ultimate Universe, it was way different in terms of. It was different, but even that wasn't as PC as what we're getting to now with Hollywood. 
And then also you get to like movies, like there's a history of like people being excluded in movies. It's like so, and yeah, t- in that aspect, I get it. Like you change characters where they but, need but, to be changed. Nick Fury being black in the Ultimate comics, who gave a fuck about white Nick Fury before that? Make him Samuel Jackson. That's a great change for that character. It adds something. But just being like, Sin Kyle should be a person of color now. What does that add? I don't know. It's just it. I want the the, the brownie points of virtual sig- virtue signaling. That's all it is. It's just like, oh, I'm I'm I, I'm moral. I, I'm not racist. So let's let's make these characters black. Let's make this character a woman. Let's let's make this character gay. But it's like I don't want to be. What's the word? Uh, not placated to. You know, uh, patronized. Pandered. It's pandering. Like at some point, it's just pandering, and I feel like stuff like this is just pandering. Like make the characters changes where you have a real reason to change the character. But for characters like Selena Kyle, you want to make Commissioner Gordon black? Why? Why? <laughs> What's the point? But yeah, that's what I was saying. It's like Jimmy Olsen's making black. Let's make Jimmy Olsen a handsome black guy. What? <laughs> but him not be any. It'd be one thing. It's like okay, let's make Jimmy Olsen black. But yeah, he still have the same like qualities and nerdiness and all this other stuff that Jimmy Olsen yes, had. If he was Jimmy Olsen, <laughs> yeah, but he's like not. No, my heart. Uh, Makad Brooks is not Jimmy Olsen. No, <laughs> he's in Jim, He's Jimmy Olsen in name only. Yeah. I don't know. I, I it's it's weird as a fan of these things to like walk that line. And it's, it just comes down to it's, it's subjective. It comes down to personal preference. When some things, I'm like, yeah, that's that, that's acceptable change to me. And other things, it's like now you're just pandering. Like, wh- what is the reason? And I think what makes me the most offended and makes us feel like it's the most pandering when before something's even cast, they go, I want the character to be a person of color. I want the character to be homosexual. When you're advertising the character as the, rep- the thing they're representing, it just feels like it's being forced to me. I don't know it's necessary. And this goes to... Uh... Just do it. If you're going to do it, just do it. <laughs> Rather than be like, oh, but we're, I want the brownie points of virtue signaling. I'm going to make him a person of color. And that's what it's I was like, saying. Oh. It goes to the point that I was making. It's like, but you have all these other characters that you could use. But it's like, but it, it almost feels like, well, now that you're doing this, now you're not going to use them. Like if you want... Here's a good example. If you want a person of color in the female role of a Batman movie, rather than keep going back to the Selena Kyle well and making her a person of color, why don't you do someone else like Shiva? Yeah, I was just about to say Lady Shiva. Bruh. High five. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, why not do that? Or Talia Al Ghul. Yes. All cool options. Instead of being like, let's make the Selena Kyle Asian. But it's like, that creates a ripple effect now where it's like, now Shiva is different. You know what I mean? Like, if you're ever going to do that. but And that'd be just a cool different place to go. We've never seen Shiva in a Batman movie. No. That'd be dope. And she's way more badass than Batman. She's the one that trained him. In some... In some... Yeah. Yeah. One of his trainers. And it makes sense. If she's the most badass martial artist in the world. But again, that goes to my point. It's like you're introducing... You're changing these characters. But then it's like... But what about all these other characters that are actual characters of color that actually do bring diversity? Or not even just characters of color, but gay characters or Asian, black, whatever. that, That bring the level of diversity to your project. But it's like... You're not introducing them. Yeah. And I always want, I want to keep doubling down so people don't think I'm racist or something. <laughs> I, I'm always for representation. Whether it be race, sexuality, whatever. But I also feel like you got, you got to look at the big picture. And there's a big population in the world that does feel like this shit is being shoved down their throats constantly. And rather than antagonize them, why not just take the other option of, well, we don't have to make this character different from the way they've always been portrayed in comics or, or historically. Let's just bring in another character. 
And it'd be just as... You can still have representation without forcing this constant race swapping or constant gender swapping or sexuality swapping, whatever. Yes. Yeah. Like I said, I'm a fan of it in some aspects and I don't have a problem with it, but now I feel like now it's starting to become a trend. It's like now that's the go-to move. Oh, we need to have diversity in this. Let's just change another character. No. Introduce... The cat, not a new character, but introduce a character that already exists. I told you it would be slippery slope, though. I called this. I called this entire trend a couple, like way back when, we were ever having a big like diversity argument. Like I, I said that this is gonna happen. Where, like, what's the line? Are you just gonna make every character uh, not white? Are gonna make every character gay? Like, <laughs> there's gotta be a cutoff somewhere. And wherever you make that cutoff at, that's where you get the resistance. So I think a good way, like you said, to slice up this is to introduce the characters that do represent those things, but not just fall back on, let's just swap the race or swap the sexuality. I'm more for that, honestly. Also, with that, we're getting a black Batman in the comics. Wait, what? (laughs) (laughs) DC Comics is planning to bring us a black Batman, not Bruce Wayne, but someone else donning the the cowl and cape. Who is this new Bat... it, who this new Batman will be, I don't know. Okay. All I have been told, this is from Bleeding Cool, is that it won't be Duke Thomas, the young man previously teased as taking on the role of Robin and Batman. So there's no information like, is this going to be a uh, like Elseworld, or is this going to be main continuity, just a temporary well, no, thing? main continuity. Okay, so well, kind of like Kind of like how Dick Grayson... Worthless. I hate this. Dick Grayson took on the cow at hate one it. point. Hate it. Now somebody... and Or uh, what's his face... Uh, the the religious guy. I can't think of his Azriel. name. Azrael. He took on the, and in some incarnations he is black, and in some incarnations he's not. But this is the bullshit I'm talking about. Look right here. This is a great. Example. But I'm like, you're advertising a year in advance. It's gonna be a black black man. What? Why? Well, they, Why are you they, doing that? They do that. They advertise like any like any event. Oh, just like uh, but it's not a new there, Batman. There's a there's an advertisement it's, it's, that uh, but it's not a new Batman. That somebody's gonna die in Marvel comics, and they already released. Somebody's gonna die in the next event in Marvel. Who is it? That's different than a black person's gonna die in a new Marvel. Like you know what I'm saying? Like they're they're throwing in that race aspect just to pander, just for people to go, ooh, a black Batman, or the opposite, a black Batman. Either way, you get people talking about it. You get advertising. By the way, I'm like, but we already have a black Batman. Bat- Granted, he's Bat- not Wayne. Batman, but he's. But that's why I was like, I would care more if it was an Elseworld story, because then you could have something feel like it's permanent or important or matters. But when it's a, in the main continuity, that's just temporary. Yeah. It's gonna be for like a week. <laughs> and then on top of that, it's like, why does it even matter? Like, unless this person is Lucius Fox taking on the role, <laughs> that's ridiculous. But they've they've done Jim Gordon, so why not? <laughs> yeah, they've done they've done Jim Gordon. Yeah. But like, unless it's Lucius Fox, it's like who cares? Like. It's just pandering. It's just, hey, we want to get those brownie points for making a, a, a minority Batman. Oh, you like that, right? Well, it's like, no. I would rather, if you told me it was Elseworld story and Bruce Wayne dies and we get the Miles Morales kind of story where Miles, like a black kid becomes new Batman permanently. Not the later Miles Morales stuff where it's like, hey, I'm Spider-Man for a while until now I'm in 616 and now I'm just black Spider-Man. <laughs> Uh, speaking of that, so uh, more Batman news. So plot details have reportedly leaked for the uh, Matt Reeves Batman, and it says the Batman will explore 
a detective case where people start dying in strange ways. Hmm. Batman must go deep into the dark world of Gotham to find clues and solve the mystery slash conspiracy connected to Gotham City's history and criminals. In the film, all of Batman's rogues galleries are already out there and active, similar to the comics and animated shows and movies. The film will have multiple villains as they are all suspects. Hmm. I would say I'm like a weird people will die in weird ways. I'm like, isn't that every Batman story? Yeah. So, so <laughs> they got almost, Penguin and Joker. It, and it, almost, like, it almost sounds Hushian in the sense that there's so many, all these different villains yeah. in this one. Or like the long Halloween. Yeah. Yeah. I'm down for that. Give me, well, yeah, I'm down for it. Give me an Arkham Asylum moment where he's got to fight a bunch of them at once. That'd be cool. But yeah, that'd be cool. I'm down for you, Twilight Batman. <laughs> well, speaking of Twilight, what we may get a Twilight Batman, we may get a Twilight Captain America. Or, what? Or, so anyway, Kristen Stewart basically came out. Oh, I saw this. She wants to be a gay character in Marvel. Well, like a gay superhero or something. Well, not not is she not, gay? Well, no, 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 not not that. But uh, she was told that. She might be cast in a Marvel movie had she, if she were to hide her sexuality, more or less. What? So is she gay? She's bi. She's bi. Yeah. So she currently has a girlfriend, and she's walking out with her like she's out and proud, like walking with her girlfriend out, holding hands and all this other stuff. And so she was told by uh, uh, Hollywood executives, she was like, "I've been fully told that if you just." If you just like to do yourself a favor and don't go out holding your girlfriend's hand in public, you might get a Marvel movie. What? That so, doesn't even seem like it's real. <laughs> like some random person told her, "Like, look, man, if you just aren't." Well, gay. no, I said Hollywood, like agents and stuff like that. Oh, so her agent, her agent well, says like, Hollywood executives. Is that even true, though? I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. Like Colton Haynes has come out and said his agent has told him. You'd ruin your career if you came out as gay. But in Marvel, like I feel like they're, not? they're all about that. Now. I'm not saying I don't think people from Marvel told her this. No, no, no. So I mean, though, but I'm like an agent telling her like you can't be a Marvel hero if you're bi. First of all, was that even on the table? Like, why is this even coming up? But if it was, it's like I mean, my, Kristen Stewart is having a resurgence. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. And it's a coincidence. Robert Pattinson and now Kristen Stewart—they're both in the news. Ugh. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. But you say, but are they really all about that? Because I don't know if the person that they cast as the gay person in uh, Eternals, I don't know if he's actually gay or not. Oh, uh, Rick, Richard Matt, uh, Rob Stark. So wait, why does this come up? Like, and what's she saying? Like, well, I'm gonna just keep being me, and they can't tell me what to do. Well, that's part of this interview. Because I guess she was doing, she was promoting something or whatever. So she was being interviewed. Bet you can't be a Marvel character. And she was just like, <laughs> yeah, but she was like, yeah, I think, I think I just want to. I just think I wanted to enjoy my life and that took precedence over protecting my life because in protecting it, I was ruining it. Like what? You can't go outside with who you're with. You can't talk about it in an interview. I was informed by an old, I was informed by an old school mentality, which is you want to preserve your career and your success and your productivity. And there are people in the world who don't like you and they don't like that you date girls and they don't like that you don't identify as a quote unquote lesbian, but mm, I'm too jaded for this. All in my mind, all I'm hearing is like, Oh, so you're doing this so you can drum up support from the gay community online to be like, get Bella into a 
position at Marvel. <laughs> maybe not Marvel, but do do you feel that at all? I feel like this is a like a, a targeted attempt to use the community to push her own agenda. If that's true, though, I think it's smart, though. On her part to be smart to do that? Yeah. I think it's manipulative for sale. Like, <laughs> but, it's, but it's still smart, though, because in many ways, as an actor, you do have to sell yourself. And, uh. like, get yourself... Kind of like how... Granted, it didn't work, but kind of like how Tyrese was trying to, like, hey, yeah, <laughs> but Green Lantern, like... But he's not using sexuality to do it. And I feel like this is just... You're, you're, you're purposely fanning the flames of woke Twitter... To be like, let's let's get her a role right now. But at the same, the same time, if somebody, but, if, but if somebody has said that to her, like, oh, you need like you're, you're See, out I'm with your girlfriend. See, I'm though. So I, I immediately, I'm like, I don't think somebody said that to you. I think it's bullshit. But you say that, but it's been people have said plenty of times how even like again, like I mentioned, Colton Haynes. Yeah, or, but I'm not hashtag believe all women, so I don't believe her. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. It just seems too strategic. It seems too like, oh yeah, someone said, even though it's not even on the table, someone said that I can't be a Marvel character because I'm gay. Well, that's bullshit. I love being gay. And am I right, internet? Am I right? <laughs> She's not gay, but. Bye. What? So that's even more like, I feel like you're just using it. You're just using that little bit of gayness you got to get that in the LGBT community to help you get a role. I, I have more respect for Tyrese just being a dumbass going, hey guys, I want to be fucking Green Lantern. <laughs> At least he's not using his sexuality to crowbar to work. But again, I could be wrong. It could have totally happened. She could have totally been discriminated against. She could totally be just giving an honest interview with someone she's talking to about what happened. But I'm pretty sure that's what that is. Even like Holly Berry has come out and was like, yeah, I've sat in on meetings where I wanted to audition for roles. And I've been told to my face that they was like, oh, no, we're not going black with this role. It's like, what? See, that's different. That's, but it's, that's the same thing, no, though. No, but she's talking to somebody who's in charge of giving the roles. Bella's talking about her one of her own agents saying, "If you want to, I've nowhere. Well, no, I said Hollywood be, executive. I'm, it might be her. I'm not. I don't know who it is. No, see, I don't know. But if it's an executive saying that, that's one thing. But if it's your agent saying, you should probably tone down the bias just so in case you do. But want even role again, Colton Haynes' agent has specifically told him that, and that's why he fired his agent. Did he say what the role was for? Because she's also name dropping Marvel. She's going right well, for. That's, that's the, of course you're gonna name drop. That's the biggest franchise. That's why I don't believe it. <laughs> that's why I don't believe it. Because it's like it's just it's too coincidental. It's like it's just me. Again, I can be pessimistic. I I could be very jaded right now. Just saying this, but I just think yes, you are. I'm just saying it seems too. It sounds like she's fishing for a role. Marvel is the biggest. Everybody wants to be in a Marvel movie, but they're not right using now. their sexuality to 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 enrage the gay community, the very volatile gay community. Okay, online. but you could say Holly Berry is using her race when she was told that oh, we're not going to go black with this role. It's the same thing. Like Hollywood people are fucking. As much as we talk about liberal Hollywood, the executives are not that liberal. Okay, I, I don't know the Hollywood situation, but if from how you described it, it sounds different. And I think the LGBT thing is way more of a powdered keg you're trying to blow up than even black Twitter. Woke Twitter is way more easily outraged than even black people in black Twitter. Hence Dave Chappelle. <laughs> well, there are black people that are upset about it. And I don't mean just black gay people. I'm not saying I'm like, really? <laughs> which, which of the seven people who actually reviewed it are the ones? <laughs> I'm just saying. More power to you, Bella, if you're really being discriminated against, but I think you're just trying to get a role. <laughs> well, I'm like, why can't it be both? She's being discriminated against and she's using that to get a role. 
could be both, but I don't want Bella in the MCU either. <laughs> so fuck out of here. That's bro. really what it boils down to. <laughs> yeah, that's where the book sucks with me. <laughs> Nobody wants you in the MCU. Buy or not. <laughs> but yeah, but uh, final news bit is uh, so there's talks. I don't know how true these. I don't know how true it is or not, but Harry Potter's coming back with Wait, the what? original cast. Wait, what? Like a movie? Yes. It's going to be based on the play, Broadway play, Cursed oh, Child. Cursed Child. Is this because um, Fantastic Beasts is terrible and no one likes it? Yeah, basically. <laughs> <laughs> are they canceling that? Are they, are I doubt it. Oh. I mean, they still made money. Yeah, but it's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I'm down for that. Bringing back the Harry Potter I actually like? I haven't seen the Cursed Child, so I don't know. I heard it involves time travel. I know, yeah, I know his, uh, his one of his children... Tries to he used the time turner to go back in time to try to prevent Cedric Diggory from dying. Wait, that's an option. The so time, the time so, turner. Yeah, have, I know, but they, they had the time turner and the. That just raises so many questions. But the time turners are so rare; it's not like everybody has access to them. So how does he get one? I've never seen the play. I don't know. That's bullshit. So there's just time stones laying around in the Harry Potter universe, and no one uses it for other <laughs> shit. What about fucking uh, Dumbledore? Bring him back. <laughs> well. He wants to bring Cedric Diggory back. Why? You can't bring Dumbledore. You can't bring Dumbledore back because they're not a fuck up the death of Voldemort. Dumbledore planned his death. Wait, Cedric Diggory's the one that died in the Goblet of Fire. Cedric, he, yeah, that's Robert Pattinson. Yeah. What? But why him? This is all Twilight news. <laughs> how, how come that doesn't fuck up time then? Because it doesn't lead to anything important. Yeah, it does. Then isn't him dying like a big thing? Yeah, in the sh- in the in the sense of the that's like one of the first major deaths in the Harry Potter universe. But it like, it is like a fan thing. People like like Cedric Diggory or something. And they want him to come back. Is that why they did that? Because why him of all people? I mean, I don't think he comes back by the end of the play. But I mean, like even the attempt. Like why him? We gotta watch. I don't know. I gotta see the play. I, I thought you knew. I thought maybe you read the book, so you had some kind of. I just inst- said I didn't see the play. Okay, well, <laughs> I have the cursed child. But you haven't read it? No. Because <laughs> I, I rather... Because the way it's written, is it's an actual play. Oh, it's like a script. Yeah, it's a script. Oh. I'm not... I'd rather watch it on Broadway. Why wouldn't she make it a book, too? Well, technically, she did. She made the, the script into a book. <laughs> but this is a script. Well, you know what I mean? Like a novelization of the script, not like a screenplay you're reading. No. That's weird. Okay. Does it say when's coming out? But it's it's uh like the the play has been going strong for a while, and I've been trying to enter the lottery for the longest time, and I keep being denied. You need a lottery for that? Well, if you don't want to pay the four hundred dollar fucking ticket price. Okay. Well, I'm down for it. Oh, you're down to pay four hundred dollars? No, not that. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm down for seeing a cursed child. I'm I'm down for classic Harry Potter. Fuck all this new. Well, on the play, Hermione's black. Okay, I don't want them to do that though. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Even though, as I'm Harry Potter, Hermione, I, you're looking awfully black these days. <laughs> as I was reading, I was like, "Yeah, Hermione does come across as black girl." <laughs> when in the books? I Wasn't did, she drawn in the books too? I, fin- I finished the books. How did she come across as a black black girl? Just her mannerisms, and then the way she the way she described Racist. her bu- her bush her her, her what, what did she say? Her curly bushy hair, something like that. She had curly bushy hair in the original. She don't, her, Emma Watson's hair is straight as hell. That shit ain't curly. What? In the first couple of Harry Potter her movies? Hair, it was just straight. It was like matted. Are you sure? It was just straight down. I thought she had like a big poofy hairstyle in the first couple of no. ones. <laughs> Are you sure? Are you looking it up? Yes. I don't know. I think, look up Harry Potter 1 Hermione. 
Yes, that's what I'm about to do. I think she had like like bushy hair. Like a ginger. Right? Let me see. It's just straight. Well, that's like she's like like that. Curly. That's straight. <laughs> that is not straight. <laughs> that is curly and big. It's not it's not it's not bushy. <laughs> Man. <laughs> Don't don't give J.K. Rowling any fucking outs of this. <laughs> she over here fucking retconning her own series. This is bullshit. She was not black. And didn't she say she had red hair in the book? No, she had uh, brown hair. Oh, it's brown hair. Dark brown hair. Right, what color is her money here in the in the movies? Is that brown or red? It's like reddish, like auburn. So Hermione is described as having frizzy, untamable dark hair. Brown eyes and protruding teeth. Protruding teeth? Yeah, she had buck teeth until part four. Oh wow! So that scene where she came out in like the the uh, the ball, that was the first time she act like they actually. Wait, looked. is that when Ron was like, oh? Yeah, that was the first time Ron was like, oh. And the reason it happened, and they, I, I think in the original they tried to do, they tried to put like a denture thing in her mouth, but I guess they, they said it didn't look right on camera. So how did she fix it? So they never, they never went, they never went. No, but I mean, in, in the, the book, movie. how did she not in have the book, teeth anymore? Uh, she got a wizard spell. <laughs> so basically, wizard dentist. <laughs> that scene where she, they took the polyjuice potion. Yeah. And she, she actually got stuck into like the form of a cat or some, some shit like that. The fuck? You don't remember? Vaguely, I haven't seen these movies in forever. Well, she had to get magically reversed, and so uh, the, the, the. Uh, it kept some of her cat qualities. Like what? <laughs> the, the nurse. Uh, Madam Pomfrey was like, uh, was as she was reversing her to bring her back into human form. She's like, okay, let me know if this is how you used to look in terms of her teeth. So instead of having, she have a picture. <laughs> no, so instead of having, letting her remain with the buck teeth, she just let her teeth get shrunk to look like normal teeth. And that's how she got. So wizards can decide plastic surgery at any time. Basically, the fuck. I mean, if you have the power to shape shift, this I mean, almost yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Cool. I guess that's it for the episode, right? That's the end? That's it. In the news? All right. What's next week? Any movies? There's nothing for the rest of September. The only, the Never only mind. The only thing that's coming out is like the Joker, and that's like October. October. Okay, so we've got, we got time to catch up. we got to watch Young Justice. we so got to like, watch... This is how I see Hermione. <laughs> okay, that's fair. <laughs> She's hot. <laughs> yeah. I just showed a picture uh, a fan art of somebody drawing... That's fan art? That was a cosplay. No, this is a. This is not. That's this, artwork. That's artwork. Holy shit! That's damn good art. I thought it was a person. So yeah, I just showed Jordan a fan art of somebody that drew Hermione. I as wouldn't a even black be, woman. if if Hermione looked like that. I wouldn't be mad. She's she's damn fine. Um. All right. So yeah, let's do. Let's, do, let's like actually play catch up now. This, we gotta... is, this is Hermione in the Broadway play. <laughs> yeah, that's great. <laughs> Remember, that's, she's older. That's exactly the way I imagined Hermione in my head. <laughs> but yeah, it's too catch up. Harry, Ron, and uh, Hermione. I don't know which is which. I know the black girl is Hermione. <laughs> I don't know any of those motherfuckers. <laughs> Who the fuck are any of you? That's what I said, Broadway. <laughs> oh, I don't like it. I don't like any of that casting. But yeah, so let's do Young Justice. Uh, watch some Cloak and Dagger. Uh, anime as per usual. Um, and I would like to get your opinion on the Dave Chappelle thing. But let's just do some catch-up on some stuff that we haven't watched yet. I haven't watched any Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. You said that last <laughs> I know, but now let's actually do it. <laughs> so, so next week we'll have some some things that we can talk about that we, we caught up on. Especially Cloak and Dagger and, um, what you call it? 
for you, Dave Chappelle, but like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. or something. But all right, that's our episode for the week. We can see The Hustlers. <laughs> the Hustlers, what the fuck? <laughs> Cardi B's new movie. Okay. But yeah, that's been uh, this week's episode of Blur Vision. I'm your host, Jordan with Michael. And we will see you next week. Peace. Bye. Georgie, I'm a guest. It drives me screaming.